Hi, everybody. Welcome to FNS Wrestling Podcast, episode 182. As my son and co-host struggles to take his headphones off, we have made it back down to the basement. We're going to talk about a week of wrestling after we banter for a little bit. There's always timestamps if you want to skip our banter or skip to any parts of the show that you enjoy, because as you know, unless you're new, you're going to get some AEW Dynamite talk, quite a bit of that usually, some NXT. I even threw in the random matches we watched, a couple last night and whatever, so we, uh, we'll we talk about those as well, some trivia and whatever else we do and news and things. But uh, we got a snowstorm last night where we live in southern Ontario, and I was driving in the middle of it, so I was... Uh, I was walking. Yeah, oh, you're right, you were walking in it, because ironically... We lost power for four hours. The irony part, ironic part is that it wasn't because of the snowstorm, right? It happened well before. So we lost power at like probably around 4.30, if I remember correctly. Yeah, and then came on like an hour after it was projected to. It came on like after 8 o'clock, closer to 8.30, right? Yeah. So yeah, I took your brother down to a pickup basketball run in which I ended up having to play. So my at my age playing almost two hours with uh teenagers of like 13 to 17 years old i'm pretty sore today full court basketball but mm. uh yeah with the drive home i think it took us just under an hour to drive what normally takes 25 minutes and we saw one of the go buses was stuck there were people in the ditch in the middle of the, the highway that we live off of and people even on the road getting us to the highway where we were there were accidents everywhere so yeah people, it was completely like front covered with snow you walked home yeah because you you were so bored from the lack of power that you walked to where you work because when i went to pick up dinner we noticed that your the grocery store you work on had power so you walked there just to be like and i'm sure you can talk to people you know but just to be in yeah. light and whatever um and yeah so we passed you on your walk home and that was the thing we were when we got to your brother's basketball there was not no snow whatsoever it was totally fine and then a dad came in after being gone for like 20 minutes, just covered in snow. So I yeah, that was me. It had started. Yeah, it accumulated really fast. Yeah. Yet somehow I didn't have a ton to shovel this morning. Like I texted your mother to be like, did you already shovel? Because there's not. So I don't know if it just melted or all blew off. The, you know what I mean? If it was windy. Yeah. Because um, like, you said you were walking into the wind the one direction. So. There was much wind. Yeah. And then today, less fun. We just came back from a celebration of life for a co-worker of ours that sort of passed away uh, somewhat unexpectedly. So that was what I've done so far today. And then I am getting ready because my football team who are perennially terrible are in the playoffs this year. So the big game is, I think, happening as we speak. So I'm avoiding any sort of spoilers or anything. That's the Cleveland Browns they're playing today. So I'm hoping uh, they can pick up a win against, I think it's the Houston Texans they've got. So I've got a big weekend of football once we get done talking about this. Anything new mm -hmm. with you this week? Why am I talking so much? Uh... I got coffee here I can drink no nothing really <laughs> no you're just wrapping up a semester of grade 11 getting into what we call in this area culminatings which i don't know if they exist in other parts of the world but yeah all your major assignments at the end of the semester wrapping those up and, and not much else and how many exams do you have just phys ed so right which is only fitness testing yeah so nothing really so light work for you you're about to have some time we gotta get at uh the worst of it yeah i know We've are you have been... you even done your part yet i am like almost done okay probably. so i'm the one holding us back that's what i'm just trying to figure out because that'll motivate me i think i'm like mostly done for okay sure, so probably. i haven't even started so we should get on that but uh we're at a busy time of school and work so hopefully there's a bit of a lull shortly after that but um yeah that's true during... i was gonna tell you i don't think i told you yet did i tell you february 10th gcw's back in aurora 
Cool, cool. And That's more I figured we'll go to that. I also wanted to look into what day of the week is that? The 18th of January is Thursday. Demand Lucha show that we keep saying. Like, I really want to go to one, but so far we just haven't. I'm hoping Smash goes to Rec Room again. So the big match for that one, I think, is Gringo, Loco, Jack Cartwheel, and Mustafa Ali in a triple threat, which is pretty sweet. So I don't know. Uh, It's a Thursday. Think about it, but we'll see what happens. Jack Evans could totally be Jack Cartwheel. I always think of Jack Evans. Yeah, I remember Jack Cartwheel (laughs) when he started out at Championship Wrestling, and basically he was not a very good wrestler at that point, but like you could see how athletic he is, right? And Mm -hmm. all all the cartwheel and stuff. Uh, anyways, I don't know. You want to get started talking about our week of wrestling? For sure. Unless you have anything else pressing? I do not. We will move into our first regularly scheduled segment, and that is looking at some of the week's wrestling news and rumors. When it comes to ratings this week, NXT averaged 722,000 viewers down 6% and earned a 0.21 in the key demographic down 16%. Uh... I think this is up 40% in the 18 to 49 compared to a year ago. So it really looks like the audience is starting to skew younger and younger, which is in time for them to move to the CW network. Do you know most of the content there? I think they had like some DC crap. It's right. He skewed to younger viewers, right? So it kind of makes sense as that demo is dropping. That's where they're going. Yeah, it's stuff like a lot of DC stuff. And like that's um, where... um arrow was like Stephen amell when he was because he had that one wwe match and he was at all in and i think like riverdale and stuff like that so that's the it just makes it seems like that's a good combination they're skewing younger in the viewers and they're moving to a network that younger people tend to watch i think is the point not that i know cw or watch it but i think that is what's happening uh dynamite under 800,000 to 797, down 0.5, so less than a percent, basically the same as last week. 0.29, though, that's up 11.5% in the key demographic. The show opened, I thought this was more interesting than some of the, it's the second biggest one since three weeks ago. Um, they opened with over a million viewers in the opening quarter of the show, but in the end, dropped down to 636 so from over a million down to 636,000 for the sting darby allen Takeshita hobbs main event yeah so i don't like that for Takeshita and hobbs but let's blame sting although it's probably exactly the opposite but um it's more i find that interesting right that how much drops from one segment to yeah from one part beginning to end sort of thing Anyways, I didn't have much this week in news, so you go ahead with I what, was just uh, scrolling for last minute stuff, and kind of related is Ric Flair been pushing for more physical spots in AEW? Oh, yeah? Absolutely not. <laughs> I already hated it this week alone. Like, I hated that. Yes, I don't need him to do anything. Well, I think my notes, there's a lot of get off my television about him right now. Is my... That better be what it is, because that's what I want. And, like... Did he not learn his lesson from his last match? I don't care if he wants to wrestle a match or like, just do spots. Man like almost still, died in the He ring. should not be doing anything. He, he looks he like he can barely move. Like, I know. He looks barely functional. It's not great. So It's uh, horrible. That is not good news. This past week. Which we'll get to for sure. Uh, good news for AEW, I think, is Queen Aminata looks to have signed with AEW. Now, 
I don't know what the heck looks to have means because that's how they qualified it. Looks to have signed. So like it's that not, feels it's like not confirmed. Yeah, it feels like dirt sheet crap of like we want to report it. But then if we're wrong, we can be like, see, we said it looks we didn't say it happened. So who knows? But I hope so, because I think she's cool. Yeah, she's cool from like the couple times we've seen her. Now, right. So. And that's one of the matches we'll get to uh, later on today. Right. In this show. Correct. Um, WWE apparently has been saying, or they're saying uh, Kevin Patrick that he's the one announcer who's like kind of the accent, yeah, yeah, gotcha. Needs to step up his game to keep his job. Apparently, not entirely to their liking right now. I don't think it's like needs. I forget what it said, but just like needs, he needs to step up his game if he wants to stick around. Kind of. Um, I haven't so heard enough of him to make much I, of a. He's maybe that's the thing. It's like he's. But this is gonna sound he's unnecessary. Whatever. But I just assume if you're a commentator in WWE, I'm not gonna like you because of yeah but as far not as not necessarily your fault but what they're putting in your ear as far as w commentators go he's pretty like middling like I don't is he know, i don't i, I don't never really, really cared and he's and he's one of the main smackdown guys now yeah i think and he's i think it's like kind of prove yourself i think cole's gone or something like that i just right sort now. of don't i've no i've learned something from doing this podcast is i don't listen or pay a ton of attention to commentary there's very rarely what I pull. I do more out. in AEW because they say they say random things. And they're the, like sometimes either funny or useful. And the only reason I do is because when you're taking the detailed notes for right AEW, I'm like, well, maybe I'll focus on commentary because you probably aren't. And the like only it, reason you don't is because you're trying to ignore Booker it's, T. You're right. It's purposeful that I'm trying to yeah. actually like maybe I'll catch something entertaining that you might not take yeah. notes. Uh, speaking of Sting, Gross. reports are that he chose the Young Bucks as his retirement match opponents. Um, which we'll get to, right? That was on this week's show? Yeah, at the end of this week's show. So they were supposed to originally, they being the Young Bucks here, have more time off apparently, but Sting asked them to be his retirement match opponents. That's um, interesting. Continues to say, I think it was Meltzer probably, that he loved working with them in the trios match, as you said. Which, which was, was from at, the first Rabindor. I think it was them right. and uh, our boy Hikaleo against, I think oh, it was yeah. those two, obviously being Sting and Darby. I think that was the one with Takagi. Yeah, I'm hearing Shingo. from people I trust. Hikaleo's improved a lot. so I'll, I'll see him when I see him. I mean, there was only one direction to go, I feel like, right? So Yeah, I'm, I'll, 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 he will meet again eventually. I'm, I'm not a, seeking him out. Improved a lot could mean he's gone from terrible to bad. That could still be a lot, right? Depending on how you Depends look at it. Depends on how terrible he was. Right. Yeah. Uh, I only have two other things. Um, I'm going to save... I'll save that one. Um, next is... I know you saw this. Um, did you see the names for the groups or you just saw that they had names? I saw one of the names for okay. the groups. So Lashley's right. faction, who I like to call the Lash Profits, but I've seen people call it Street Business, which I think would legitimately be a better name than what they chose. Street Business is is kind of cool. It just like it's very I, WWE. Yes, but it's the combination of the names, but like it works. It though, does. All right, it, I like that. Yes, I like because it. if somebody who doesn't watch wrestling saw Street Business, they wouldn't be like that. Still sounds cool. Total right? It's nonsensical. not like Swerve Around Glory, where it's like kind of goofy. Stupid. Although, was a reach. That's grown on me though. Now in hindsight, I don't like anyways, it. Lash Profits and Cross's new group that I don't care about at all both have names. So did you see the one for Lash Profits? I saw, it was recorded on. I can't remember which one. I don't even remember what it is. Uh, Lash Profits are the Pride. Oh, you told me that. I didn't see that one. Uh, I saw the. I other saw one. people not really liking that one. I don't love it either. It's just it's kind of lame. It's. But I think it's the better of the two. What was the other one? Now the, I forget. Cross's group are the final testament. Oh yeah, yeah, I saw that. That feels the pride like, is definitely better. That feels like okay. We Judgment Day are really cool and popular. So how? Yeah, can we it definitely get feels like Judgment Day light. Close to that. I feel like that's possible. also kind of what Cross is now. Yeah. Also, Cross sucks. So I just 
don't we, care about big that supporters group. of carrying cross I on here never liked him but yeah no neither of these names are great i would stick to street business and cross's group can just disband already <laughs> they don't need to exist, they don't though. need a name they're, they're not gonna stick around right uh well my last thing was oh no second last thing penultimate thing penultimate. fancy word for you and I, I put, let Jack go into details. So what do you think my news is? It's about TNA. Those are the belts? Yeah, they revealed... Oh, a, I actually, I'll have that too. Okay, we, so. They revealed a whole bunch of new belts ahead of their reboot, which is happening tonight that I think I'll check out at some point. Um, and then I have Jack can go into details because you're the belt lover. I would like to say, I think, I don't know how TNA is going to go with this rerun, but they really nailed the belts. You're very think, happy with their belts. I think that's the, what the general perception I've seen. I don't think any that's of these good. belts are bad. Um, the worst one's probably the digital media title because like, but even then, it's like a really plussed up version. But of hey, the one it's they the had. worst belt, so that's all makes it's sense. It's just the faceplate. I told you, and if anyone wants to see it, it's it's on Impact's Instagram, um, and they're still Impact Wrestling. They need to change their handle. They do. Um, but the faceplate's like shaped like Jeff Hardy's Immortal title, which is never a good thing. And if you weren't around to see that title, you should Google image search it really, because it's the worst. It's probably the worst belt in existence. That and the Divas are my two. Yeah, favorite. it'd be. Actually, I'd go those two. I would give the New Japan TV title it's, in there. That, it is also that, that is a, hideous. Those are the three on the podium. Those me. are definitely the three on the podium. Yeah, yeah, no. But like the X Division title, the new X Division title is beautiful. It's like it looks a little like the the face plate's a little big, but it's a beauty. I just think you saw that one. I right? did. I've seen um, them all now. Yeah, it's these. They're really nice. The, I think the X Division or the World Title might be my favorite. I was hoping the World Title would look a little more like the. TNA title that Moose had, like uh, whatever era that was, like 2010 or whatever. But the world title is really nice. The Knockouts title has like the white strap in the, mm-hmm. which is a nice homage to the old belt. Right. Um, the tag titles are really nice, but I find it funny that they have red straps because that looks like the Knockouts tag titles, which strangely enough are the only ones that haven't seen a redesign yet. It is a nice touch to do it right before a reboot. And it yeah. reeks of having financial capability right like if you're these belts yeah they, they look really nice yeah. if you're like on the cusp of struggling or whatever you're not for, you're not you doing would, that they would just you're, work with the impact belts right yeah so i'm going to take two in a row here because okay. it's related so the only other thing i wanted to do was again i don't know if we have but it's obviously the final card now for hard to kill so we're talking about and we don't care enough to actually preview it. these belts that are being defended and whatever and I, yeah that's part of it too i don't really want to preview and match by match in case i don't get around to it but i think yeah. i'll try to so on the countdown show, as they call it, I was calling it pre-show, and then I realized they all have names for them now, right? So what is it? What is WWE's now, though? Do they have one still? They usually just call it a kickoff. But I don't. Of Honor do. I honestly don't even think kickoff they do counts, it anymore. Kickoff countdown. I don't think they do it anymore, because I haven't seen, like, usually when we record it, I haven't seen the pre-show. I haven't seen... Well, I stopped recording it once they went to no matches. NXT has because they had um, Fraser and Axiom on the last right. pre-show. Right? I think they just call it pre-shows now, but they used to call it kickoffs. I miss when AEW called it the buy-in because I think zero hours, whatever. That was the ROH one. Right? Yeah. I think the buy-in is cool because it is. Especially when it was like double or nothing and all out. It's it on brand sense. for the gambling stuff. Yeah. But, and I just think it's honestly like a cooler sounding. Yeah. We're trying to get you to way. buy in. <laughs> it, it literally makes sense. Yeah. Right. So that's the best one. And uh, countdown to is whatever. That that makes sense. And then I think that's it. Right. I don't think there's. I think so. But so, they all have a name for so sure. So on the countdown, looks like three matches we're getting. One is the Digital Media Championship, no DQ. I wish they would bring back, like, uh, they used to have, like, two matches, maybe? Like, yes. that's good for, like, yes. an hour. If you think I'm tuning into an hour or whatever of just WWE talking heads, you are sadly mistaken. Yes. I don't like, would you would to have know. to pay me a decent 
I wanna, hourly wage to do that. I want to see the pre-show ratings just for fun. I would love to know how many people are like actually. And those that. people should go on a list. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they, I don't know what they need to have some testing done or something. Yeah, you need but, to do um, some uh, psychological experiments because you're watching like obnoxious kayfabe talking heads for an, for an hour. hour and a whole panel of them. It's where it's each ex- one is dumber than the last. Yeah, it's excru- excruciating. It even is. when even when there was matches though cuz it's yeah. like you watch a match you skip through that watch a match but now without the matches it's, it's like which unbearable. I would hope is why they I think they've basically gotten rid of it I think so if too. they don't, if you don't have matches to put on there there's really it's, no point for a Nobody's pre-show. watching it. No. So sorry, it's uh <laughs> hopefully Crazy Steve wins that. It's he's cashing in his feaster fired briefcase. No, he already did. They already had a match. Remember this is just a rematch. Oh, is it? Yeah, because they my sources are they terrible. already supposed to have a match, or they already had a match, and I this one's no DQ now, which I thought they should have done the is. first time, and also I don't know why I didn't win. Maybe Crazy the match Steve better win, man. Maybe the match ended in like shenanigans, because like Crazy Steve is insane. But if you are rebooting your company and you don't go with like the guy that just had a whole big character change and is like they're really putting a lot of they were I mean they've sort of stopped, but or they kind of stopped with everything. Though, if so. you don't give it to him and you go to Tommy Dreamer in 2024 as a company reboot we're gonna have problems yeah. right off the bat yeah uh then we've got eric young and frankie TNA Kazarian, originals okay. correct against eddie edwards not quite an original i guess no because he was in roh for ages he, he was he feels like an original by now but he's only been there for like probably not even a decade he was with the wolves with uh davy richards yeah they were exactly. a cool tag team actually so eddie edwards probably hasn't even been there for a decade yet because i want to say he came like mid-2010s he is teaming up with Brian Myers, and we also get Rich Swan and Macklin, whose star seems to have fallen uh, at that place, yeah, right? Ever since losing the now belt. Now he's on the countdown show. Did we watch him lose the belt? Or no, we watched him defending. No, he, well, we watched him win the belt. Right. Yes, that's right. Yeah. In, against in Kushida, as you do. because as you do. That's right. Uh, then the actual show, I think, going in order of whatever, uh, probably importance, Josh Alexander, Alex Hammerstone. You uh, think this is less important than Dirty Dango? No, but... Uh, I think maybe that might be the opener, I guess. I don't know. We'll see. I just read in reverse order of what they were posted as because they always start out with the the main ones. I assume Alexander wins because he's with the company and he's a big Sorry, deal. Sorry, which one? Uh, ha- Hammerstone Alexander. No, which Alexander's winning? Josh Alexander. Okay. Why? Alexander Hammerstone. Oh, sorry. Oh, I had Alex Hammerstone. That's why I'm looking at you like, what are you What are you doing? What are you talking about? <laughs> Makes sense. PCO Dirty Dango. Yeah. <laughs> uh, awesome. Great. I imagine PCO wins just because I don't see why Dango, that's not really what he's there for. Doesn't make me happy. But then number one contender for the TNA Knockouts World Championship in an Ultimate X The match. Ultimate X looks really weak. Giselle Shaw. Yeah, sure. I like her. Tasha Steeles. Sure. Fine. Alicia Edwards. No. No. Jody Threat, fine, sure. but not yeah, winning. Sure. Danny Luna and Zaya sure. Brookside. Zaya Brookside is really weird. So not. I don't think we liked her, right? We didn't like her. And when, Zaya, when the we dying days of UK. Impressed? No. Didn't she have? Someone she was with super her young. After? Who did she have with her? She did. I don't remember. Oh, what? Well, I I need to figure that out. And so she I'm turned gonna... heel while we were watching. Yeah, no, and we, we were just we were like, she's her. fine, but nothing special. Uh, then we get the so that match. I feel like Shaw should win or Tasha Steals. Um based on the rest of the group in there. Yeah, because most be the of favorites. them aren't like... Unless they want to like... If Brookside signed, I can't remember. Mm-hmm. So then maybe they want to like... Eliza Alexander. Maybe they want to strap the rocket to her. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, oh, Eliza. Yeah. One of the interchangeable mid-card blondes at that time. Oh, correct? okay. I totally remember. I totally recognize her now. Yeah. 
TNA World Tag Team Championship four-way match. This is one I will try and check I out. I would watch this one, at least, uh, just for GYP. A, and it's ABC, Bay and Austin. Love them. Rascals, Miguel, and Wentz. They're really good, um, despite my thoughts on Miguel sometimes. Speedball Mountain, Bailey and Trent Seven. That's funny, cool. Funny name. And Grizzled Young Veterans, right? Gibson and Drake, if that's Who what they're going awesome. by. They're, I'm really interested to see how they're presented. I'm happy to see them back to what I like. Because I always remember that match where, where I noticed them, which was that where they became the first um you really like drake UK tag actually. champs yeah drake looked awesome in that one he hit sure. a 450 in that right and we were yeah like, oh, and okay. they did the electric chair suicide dive yeah. um that was like the first uk takeover i think which yeah. was like probably one of three i think but uh no that was awesome so they're they're really cool and they, it's been so long since i've seen them because they were we watched them on the dying days of nxt good yeah and then 2.0 they just died a horrible death and became the dyad i might if they're signed and locked up, put the belts on them here. Like what Absolutely. better what better way to debut? And honestly, I love ABC, but or, it's not really Honestly. They don't really need the belts push, at this point. You have ABC win here, they could pin like Rascals or Speedball Mountain. I guess. And then once you sign GYV, if they sign GYV, you push them and you give them like a solo, yeah. like our two on two match, I mean. And then you have them like win the titles outright, you know what I mean? Because when the title's in a four-way, it's like, sure, but it's kind of lame. So that match interests me. The next one I'm going to talk about does as well. The X Division Championship match, three-way. Sabin, Kushida, Vikingo. That should be pretty awesome. So I don't that... see a title change there. I don't either. Um, Maybe knock... Kushida, but definitely not Vikingo. No, not Vikingo. <laughs> Knockouts World Championship. Uh, Trinity and Jordan Grace. Grace cashing in her Call Your I've Shot Cup. I've heard Trinity's, Trinity's out. out. So Jordan so... Grace, I'd prefer that. And... Jordan Grace is a good one to have, like, on again, if we're thinking about this and new era. Trinity has not moved the needle at all or yeah. added any. She just brought WWE to Impact or TNA, which I don't really care about. And, I, and they shouldn't want in their rebrand. Like, yeah. go back to doing what you do. Mm -hmm. um, and, yeah, and if you're bringing in a new era, I feel like Jordan Grace is a good, like, just I agree. cornerstone to have of that division. Yep, sure. and in the main event, likely, I think, is Alex Shelley defending the TNA World Championship against Moose. Really lukewarm uh, main event there. Hey? It is. I mean, Moose, not that Moose isn't a primetime guy, but he hasn't been presented that way lately. He's been in, like, I mean, with Myers been, and who's whatever. Who's been presented anyway lately? I guess. <laughs> um, and so he's just cashing in the Feast or Fired, right, is basically the story here. Okay, I can't remember if he won Feast or Fired or the Gauntlet thing. He won I the just, Feast I honestly fired. don't even know at this point. So... Uh, about half of those matches, I think, are pretty interesting. Even the Alexander Hammerstone, I'm a little curious just to see. I've seen Hammerstone a bunch, but to see him work Josh Alexander would be uh, interesting to me. But anyways, mm -hmm. do you have anything else? That's it. The last news. thing I had was um, Pete Dunn's being teased, oh, baby. I'm going to drink coffee. You go ahead. It's and... No, it is happening. Ta it's happening. Uh, yeah. we need. I wish we had a FNS wrestling historian to go over. Here's the... This is the... Th I could be like, this is the 38th time. No, he's this is them that... actually teasing it, though. Uh -huh. They actually said on TV, I, I showed you the segment. Tyler Bates said, like, what was it? Yeah, as much as I'm busting yourself... your chops, this is the most, like... Yeah. Like, he said, look inside yourself. He was talking about, like, the old days and, like, who is that guy? And he said, what is your name going to be? Kinda... That's the most outright tease you could possibly I kind of like the segment, actually. I like the segment, yeah, and... He's trying to team with Dunn, and Dunn's trying to like do his own thing. Mm -hmm. And I think going back, like he literally said, brawling brutes are in the past. So if that's not that's good news, that's fantastic news. So this is quite, this is the closest we've gotten to Pete Dunn. This is like <laughs> You're the so most, happy. The Your face lights oh, up. I'm so happy. I've been waiting like almost two years for this. 
And just even in those segments, like the close-up or that segment, sorry, the close-up on like Pete Dunn's face, like such a face to put on. He just has. Well, you see him like starting like it's coming. His back face has on. so much character in it. The, this might be the second dumbest thing I've gotten incredibly happy about because there's also CM Punk getting fired. I kind of like the idea of he and Bate together doing. We're gonna do British Strong Style for real, and if they actually let them do it, if Paul Levesque actually lets them like be a tag team and that's their gimmick, that's cool. Mm-hmm. it's simple and i will enjoy it and then it very you have much. don turn heel on bait eventually and just and then have them feud on the main roster and respect the tag division a little yeah get that going Give them a run. yeah oh just the oh, i'm so happy i just also like... i watched this week what did i watch two big huge guys it was ivar and otis yeah ivar hitting a moonsault is pretty still, wild still crazy and i think otis is huge man did one of them catch the other one too i, I think, think so. at one point which probably is otis insane yeah, yeah i think um ivar did a springboard and then otis caught him but no this is great because yeah like you said like there's been signs of him turning but then they haven't really done anything like last year at or sorry at the end of 2022 not last year they brought him back to like singlet and because you know when he debuted on the main roster and he was butch he had like that stupid like he had the white tank top and the yes the suspenders and the stupid pants and he was like an attack dog he was and he then was like he, a little rabid dog and then they revert him back to his ring gear which like i thought was a step and then they didn't do anything then they've like kind of been slowly pushing him back to give him like a solo match in nxt <laughs> like, trolling you which i like this Honestly. whole time and like then they had ridge holland leave him in a match the one week on smackdown yes. and ridge holland's now gone nxt sheamus is out right for some reason so now this like realistically speaking like you're saying this is probably like the first actual sign they're bringing him back and not just you being the like super optimist about this no trying just, to wish it into existence i've been willing this into existence literally since the day he debuted as butch <laughs> i'm pretty sure like i don't think there's ever a point where i outright liked because we were pretty early to the love of pete dunn i've always loved pete dunn and i thought he was really hitting his stride in he was latter day black and gold and he then was. They kind of, 2.0 was whatever. That was a horrible period for everybody except Carmelo Hayes and Braun Breaker. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they just completely killed him. Like I don't, they did. I hate it. But no, I'm so I'm so happy. But this, I'm, this honestly, this is getting me excited for SmackDown next week. I don't care about the main event stuff. I don't care about the Rumble, the Bloodline, whatever crap you're putting on. Like just you're hoping for a major high spot. It'll the be high moment spot of your life, I get to see Pete Dunne again. I might cry i've been waiting like almost two years for this it's been like almost a year since i was promised pete dunn back is this what people of your vintage would record like a reaction uh yeah probably like oh this might be better than cm punk getting fired because man was i happy that day oh i'm just (laughs) you were you were so happy oh i'm i'm just so like a kid on christmas i saw like a news post that like pete dunn was being teased back and i was like what is and then i ended up finding the video and then i watched i'm just like the the chills is just (laughs) nice it's beautiful uh i think that's it for news yeah it is so we'll move into our most in-depth review every week that's taking a look at wednesday night's aew dynamite and just to give you listeners a little peek behind the curtain uh, basically i record a segment i pause I add in a little the little music and do a tiny bit and of I keep talking about Pete production Dunn. and he rants about Pete Dunn the entire little break in between oh, I'm these so two segments. I love so, Pete Dunn. Just so you know that you're just getting a little bit of it on the on the podcast. I get it in real life a lot. So I really hope it's about they, recoding the video game and et cetera, et cetera. I really hope they keep one of his themes because he's got two. There's the original one, which I know you really like, and then there was the one they gave him when he came back. I feel like I really hope they don't make a new one because his themes are perfect. See, and then, 
There's the second one with which I've is done. made by Def Rebel, <laughs> which is the people they currently use. So they like because they don't. I don't think try. Think they try not to use the CFOS themes anymore. See, if we don't. were better at this, you clip all of this and you send it to Pete Dunn. If we were good at this, Peter Dunn. But this is we're not Pete good at Dunn. that stuff. We're good at coming down here and recording and talking about it, and terrible at any sort of any, promotion. Literally anything else. Any letting anyone know that this podcast exists is not. So if you listen to us regularly, just know you are part of a very you're special. You're a little community, group, yeah. and we appreciate it. We're mm-hmm. basically doing this for you and mm-hmm. <laughs> a few others. Okay, so we're back on Dynamite. Um, this time they were in, back in Daly's place, and they have the unique set for the usual and. It's just beautiful. I really love when they're in Daly's place. It just gives it a unique feel, and I love it. And you're the guy that always notices, and I'm the guy that rarely cares. But even I have to admit, whether it's the like nostalgia or just the kind of you, I think it's a of bit it, of both. Honestly, it's, I think it's a it's really cool venue. I quite it really I, is. Yeah, from a person who never really notices, I noticed. Yeah, I like it because it's like it's like that kind of amphitheater kind of thing, right? It is. So it's like kind Open of outdoorsy, cool. right? Which is really cool. The sound like of the crowd, it's different. You can hear it, it is. and then. It's just like got like you said. It's kind of a quainter feel. It's it like is. smaller, but it's not too small. Right. And I really like it. It's like the ringside area is a little smaller. They have the fans along like this wall where like the the Titantron is behind this group of the fans, yep. and they had a lot more LED screens this time. Like there was LED screens on the walkway mm-hmm. or like where they would come because the the ramp is like diagonal to the mm-hmm. ring here. It's like the ramp's in a different position. It's yeah. like. Just uh, there's a lot to love about dailies. There's like that wall you, they can walk along. It's I don't know. It's to just make a comparison really for, cool. that will make sense to you and maybe if Canadian listeners. So the only major like concerts you have been to have been at Bud Soundstage, right? Where it's an outdoor amphitheater. Um, That's a really to, nice venue. Used to be called Molson Amphitheater. Seats like I think about five thousand, and there's seats, and then there's lawns. It's just a big hill of grass where you can also pay less. Yeah, and just the outdoor atmosphere, and even those the little food places Absolutely, as you walk yeah. around. So if you went to see the same act at like the Scotia Bank, which is the big, or the Rogers Center, which is even bigger, it's just like this big it's indoor just thing. Yeah, doesn't feel the the vibe sure. is not the same. And, and that's I think what this you is. touched on it too, which I'm not always a big nostalgic guy, but I think there is a lot of nostalgia on daily just because. Yeah what we were here the entire pandemic and then just there's been so many moments here when you want a product that feels different from wwe this place when it was they were using it so often it felt different like wwe's not going they had the stage um in the background or which wwe did switch to for a bit and sometimes wasn't it like it would be daylight and then it would like the lighting would even change as the Mm -hmm. show went on which i think is cool yeah, so anyways, I'm always happy when they're back here. I will, I wish they were here a lot more often, but I guess it's less unique. So I guess. I wish they'd come here like a couple times a year. It, my only, um, the only back downside, I guess, is that I can't go there because I would love to go to Dailies one day. Honestly, I would go to Jacksonville just to go to a Dynamite Dailies. I think that'd be really cool. This venue, and uh, even though I'm not a fan of him at this moment, uh, Jericho's boat thing is a cool The Jericho boat one was really cool, too. Yeah, that was... I think those are things they only they did that do once. Every year. That was when Hangman and Omega won the right. tag titles way mm-hmm. back. I would definitely... I would hope they would do... Because um, I know he still does wrestling on the cruises he does. Yeah. So it's just, it would probably just be a matter of televising it. But right. I, would, I would really like for them to do that. Anyways... Enough about dailies. Digressions. Was, this is what you get when we record. I feel like midday right now when we have energy and we just had food. Like, yeah, oh, let's go. Yeah. It was. Anyways, it's just a really nice setup. I it like is. a change of pace. It's it's really nice. And um, also I thought an interesting thing when we checked out a bit of Rampage is that last time they were in dailies, to my memory, I don't think they've been there since 2021, unless I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure because they made a big deal about this. Like they called it homecoming, or whatever. So I feel like it's been a while. Mm-hmm. 
to my memory, the last time they were in dailies, Rampage wasn't a thing yet. So I think yeah, I don't, don't think, think so. they've taped Rampage here yet before. So I thought that was kind of cool. And Swerve was on that Rampage, so good, good Rampage, I guess. Anywho, our opening matches, I guess the guy kind of embroiled with Swerve right now is uh, Hangman Adam Page versus uh, Blackpool's Claudio Castagnoli. Yes, start starts out hot this one too. Random, random match here. But they waste no time getting no, into it. They I got right think. into it. Uh, there was a suplex and a double foot stomp from Claudio. Uh, big swing from Claudio. He falls right into the sharpshooter, but Hangman's able to get out. Deathfly driver from Hangman. Uh, we got a bit of a strike exchange. There. Hangman hits that springboard close. I know he's out with Claudio on the apron, and then he falls out with a slingshot plancha. Claudio got Hangman in military press and uh, slammed him on the entrance ramp, which is really nice. Again, an advantage of having that ramp right right out there, right? Yes, and you, as you asked in the in the moment, can it be considered a ramp? It's technically not. There is but no, there's no other. There's, there's no, no slope good to word it. for it. entrance way, I guess. Or, yeah. Um, and I'm wondering if uh, now that I'm thinking about it, Cole got PTSD because last time they had a ramp going up to the ring, we all know what happened. It ruined arguably the best storyline of the year. Right. At which so. I, for a while I was like, was that even real? Is this is this a story? Well, what I thought about, and if you're a regular fan, we've talked about it before, is that setup of the quote unquote ramp uh, right butting up against the ring opens up a chance for what happened to Bunny when we were like, that was awesome. Where yeah. she, uh, the, what I was telling you in the moment, like there's just, it just amuses me that we know out there in the e- ether, there's an episode of TNA impact where bunny just makes her complete normal entrance. And, and as she steps cheers, into the ring, yeah. people like start cheering. I guarantee we could narrow down the date. Cause I know we went yeah. on August 12th. Cause it was a was take that, two right? where the ring, she fell in between the ring and the ramp and they literally had the partition, to, like, I guess wasn't close enough. Yeah. Redo her entrance. So the crowd yeah. gave a sarcastic cheer, which that I was loved. awesome. But anyway, sorry. Oh, Digressions. Good, good <laughs> yeah. Uh, Hangman ran down the ramp and closed on Claudio into the ring, which again, I always like when the ramp is up or the not ramp, whatever it is, is level with the ring because it always adds a different layer to things, right? It's just like another avenue to do things, right? Yeah. Like, if you have good creative wrestlers, it gives them a new thing to do. I remember in the infamous Hangman Omega Bucks match, Hangman did a buckshot to the outside because the ramp's level, he was able to do that, right? Right. So, like, things like that, I really like our Phoenix to do, like, a rolling cutter onto there, like, stuff like that. So, I was like, when that's there, and again, it's just a nice change of pace. It doesn't always have to be there, but I always liked it. I think early 90s WCW had that a lot, too, because mm-hmm. I seem to recall them having that, although theirs just didn't have a bunch of screens at the end. Um... Claudio countered a buckshot attempt with a pop-up uppercut for two, or the very European uppercut, if that's what you want to call it. Yep. Uh, Hangman moonsaults off the apron. Uh, Claudio caught him on his shoulder, and he ran him into that stage side wall, like the concrete wall, which, again, you don't have that True. In the other, on the other week. So that's, again, a nice change of pace. He went for it again, but Hangman carried into a DDT on the floor, which was cool. Hangman hit a moonsault off of that wall. Again, unique. Just yep. n- nice to have a change, right? Tombstone in the ring for, from Hangman for two. Fallaway power him into the corner from Claudio. Uh, dead eye for near fall, which again wasn't didn't drop him. Like remember, his head didn't really hit the ground, but no, they, the camera the cut it a lot better this better. time because the one on Roddy, you could clearly see he didn't touch. The you map, have to this film one, that from the front. Yeah, or like just drop him closer because yeah. like Trent does it similar and he does it just as well. So. Working safe is fine. Yeah, that's fine. So, but they did camera work it a lot better this they time did. where it was like we could tell but it's like it's definitely excusable this time because my thing i think you do it too as we're watching whenever there's like a, we just go nope whenever they <laughs> yeah. like they like call the move and we're like no, i no. find a lot in the unfortunately the women's matches will be like nope. nope just like one of the kicks just be like nope yeah um 
finish came when Hangman countered an avalanche for Cole Bomb doing a hurricane round and then falls with a pair of buckshot Larrys for the win. It was weird. So he hit the first one and Clio didn't. He sold it like turning around, not going down. So I was like weird. But Hangman, like to his credit, really fast went to the apron again to, on the other side and mm-hmm. hit a buckshot. So it was like I was like okay, that's what, usually when he does like the buckshot to the back and then to the front. But I guess they did it front front. And we got buckshot Jones really early buckshot on. Buckshot Jones, yeah. The today. I think I pointed that out, right? I don't think you missed. I, think I you did missed miss it. it. I wrote it down because you pointed out. Yeah. It's supposed to be my job. I had one job. <laughs> you have one, one job. job. What would you say you do here? Um, so I thought this was really good physical back and forth, right? Uh, benefit of a really energetic crowd too in Daily's Yeah, place. again, Daily's really, I think regardless of how I feel about the show, which we'll get to obviously, I think Daily's does plus it up at least a little bit, yep. right? Just again, the atmosphere I really enjoy. Uh, I thought the swing he did like, it was immediately going super fast. Sometimes He's really he, like, good at doing that. He yeah. builds into it and it gets faster. I felt like right away he was going fast. But anyways, uh, pa- I think pa- it was pretty obvious Paige is winning here. Yeah. Claudio's a great opponent for him to just have a, a physical slugfest with, yeah, right? Yeah, for sure. To show that aggression because Paige is wrestling like he's pissed off, which I believed. And Claudio's just kind of wrestling like a guy who loves to wrestle people, right? And so it was which a is quick Black little... For you. Exactly, made sense. And... I like this so much that I assume it would be my match of the night just in the moment as I'm writing it. I thought this match was awesome. but and I, I don't think it got much wrong moments, for its money. I'd love to be proven wrong that this isn't the match of the night, but we'll we'll get there, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll see how they follow up last week. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was a really good o- opener. I enjoyed it. None of reason for existing, but um, both these guys are really great in the ring, so I'm not going to complain. And Hangman's my boy. Um, so I like to see him wrestling on TV. Never doubted the win, but don't mind some Claudio action because he's really crazy in the ring, so he's always a joy to watch for sure. The ease in which he swings people, like you said, is always something to see, and he just chucked Hangman on the stage with um, the same level of difficulty. And it's, it's a backhanded compliment? I don't know. He doesn't need to win. He's one of those guys. No. He can just come out, have a 15, 20-minute yeah. banger, and move on. And I'm glad he had like that run as Arwish Champ where, where he was winning a lot yeah. more, so that's like he's had some good runs too. Yeah. Uh, the Daily's Place environment really helped us too. I imagine it will throughout the show. The change in setting with that wall for Hangman to jump off of, the different ramp set up, and the crowd just being really lively really mm-hmm. helps. And again, just like the outside atmosphere gives it a different sound quality yep. to it. Not a bad way. Just it just like feels it's, it's fresh. Me. Yeah, I like it. Um, I just really like uh, Daily's, of course. And I saw a match to start us off for sure. And then we got a highlight package in remembrance of Brody Lee because... Think that yeah he he never I thought the sad line they said was he never made it a daily is like he mm-hmm. only ever wrestled yeah that was the, I would never have thought in those terms yeah but that's that's sad so it is and I think he also was in that short period where they're in Atlanta that really small like warehouse like the nightmare whatever that was weird and I didn't I, like that I do really appreciate AEW seems to they do continue to keep his memory alive right and yeah it's well not just lip service that yeah. he's like we're always gonna talk about Brody Lee yeah and like anytime there's an op like I think when they're in Rochester they did something like this then right. another in here and this pa- really nice package right and a reminder of how awesome he was because you can start to forget and just like He's the, which is, I guess, like good why they're doing it. Then. He's the perfect example of the guys I want them to grab from WWE, right? They're either misused or underused still in their prime, though, who can come and do something yeah. different. He's He was a perfect example of that. He's good. I think even Moxley, you could argue. Yes, you can. Uh, House of Black. Yeah. Um, the two, obviously, from WWE. Um, Swerve is a great example, obviously. Yes, exactly. Um, there's a lot more. I don't really need to list them off. But yeah, he was really great. So it was really nice to see him doing this. And as weird as like 
we'll say it is like because Preston Vance and Anjay are ran- randomly in matches this week. It's still a nice touch. I do appreciate why they're doing it. Like, yes, they never, like, I think this thing you said to me was like, they never use Preston Vance. And I think just, my notes say they dust off. They dust them off for this. <laughs> right. However, I do kind of, it's like a, uh, what's a double-edged sword or whatever. Yeah. Like, I do appreciate that they do that at least. Yeah. Like, it's, and uh, he, he is somewhat prominent with his life. But anyways, I do appreciate they do this because, um, yeah, they don't forget him still no, so that's don't. that's good any chance they get they haven't seen negative one in a while though yeah i was just one like probably training with nick wayne i was thinking i guess because preston vance was like outright brody's Wait, protege maybe negative one is nick wayne i thought negative one was the devil <laughs> just but kidding maybe not um like i would have liked to see silver and reynolds and on here instead. yeah that's gonna make sense i would have sure. liked them to just because i'd like to watch them and ring a lot more than vance and they also have ties and they so were original dark order it would have worked for me people. yeah for sure they were like the Uno first people and, yeah where did grayson go because they re-signed him and, and then, then he's he gone. vanished he wasn't any on roh for oh, a it's cup of coffee i just remembered that he left the dark order yeah he did and i honestly forgot about that into obscurity I, and he then he like was with the righteous but he never outright joined them mm-hmm. and then he was just vanished it's really strange mm-hmm. i don't he okay. gone that's weird anywho multi-man up next it's orange casty pero peligroso um that would say 10 every time press 10 vance right that's his instagram handle which i've always loved that time. i think that's really funny uh dustin rhodes with his ankle intact yeah thanks for selling your ankle and, getting broken with the yeah. cinder block mm-hmm. last week and black clad heel adam copeland taking on the star-studded quartet of lance archer and the mogul embassy minus swerve did you see Rebby Sky wearing her Edge t-shirt? Apparently there. I didn't even see Rebby Sky, I don't Sky, even period. like to give it oxygen because I feel like nothing she does, I can count on not being a work. And it's just like, I need my 50. My, I haven't been in the spotlight in a little bit. So anyways, so there, there's rumors there. I haven't seen anything there. for, I haven't seen Rebby Sky at all. But yeah, this is seemingly pretty random match on paper here one of two and and it's just a weird combination of people with edge uh, as the fourth man on that and archer again being dusted off i understand why you're dusting off off, um vance but why is archer here i don't and jake the snake's still there i don't hate archer but i just like every time i see him i'm just like he's not amazing and also it's like i know they're just not gonna do anything with him so give me someone else so to me, I would way rather in the exact. I feel like they're basically the same role. See Cage, right? Cage. Well, he was here. Brian. Obviously. Sorry, not Christian. Um, and well, that's, Christian too. And that's the thing. Like it's he's a better version of that. Like you're gonna see him sporadically, but, but at least when I watch Brian Cage, it's like he's a video game character. Yeah, I love seeing Brian Cage. Crazy spamming high off <laughs> high yeah. impact stuff. Speaking of which, Christian was not on the show, and I no. hate that because again, his segment last week was like. But you Perfect. get ten and Anna J and stuff, which again I get what you're doing. And I it's get what lovely. Doing, yeah. It's just not as enjoyable for me. For sure. Uh, there's Stunog Millionaire from Cassie on Cage. He avoided double clothes and from Gates of Agony, then he got pounced by Leona, which pre- looked pretty good. Yeah. Leona had his beard trimmed, which you. looked really weird. Yeah, you didn't. It's like just that. like well, because he's got that nice like savage look, which I know is kind of stereotypical, but it's like a cool look for him, and I feel like it just detracts from Less menacing, I would say, for yeah, sure. It just looks like he went to his barber, got touched up, and then came out doing the same old shtick, which is weird. Yeah, just a guy like with the character as we understand it shouldn't be going out and getting like a fancy like this, beard trim. Now his beard's like perfectly like rounded mm-hmm. instead of like this. Like Should be crazy. Yeah, anyways, it was just weird. Release suplex to Cassie from Archer. Um, Cassie's on the middle rope. Archer had like a really nice step-up knee, 
which is yeah. kind of cool. Uh, Preston Vance gets the hot tag flurry naturally. There's a lengthy parade of moves where everyone's there doing was. something. Uh, n- not much to note there. There's just so much. Archer accidentally booted Leona, so Kate gets mad, close on Tim out of the ring, and then Vance wins with a pretty nice discus lariat to con for the win. Nice which they had to replay because the they were camera cutting. Oh, yeah. Poor at the, so we missed something going on on the floor. Not we. They they are right. cameras. The, they cut away too late. I'm sure the cameras are fine. Whoever's switching them back and forth. It was like you caught the tail end of whatever was supposed to happen on the floor, then go back and catch the tail end of the finish, right? So they yeah, did have to replay. Yeah. It doesn't seem to happen too often there. I feel like that probably wouldn't happen in WWE. They're such a polished product. I'll give they them. They also cut so many times credit. they'll get it anyways. It's, they've cut back. Like I've actually been checking out a little bit of Raw and SmackDown just to see the... Yeah. And there are fewer cuts, I feel like, for sure. Uh, this match, sorry, getting back on track here. Pretty random match, especially, like I said, the inclusion of Edge. I thought it was like... I, this is, I like this. It kind of was like an empty calorie kind of fun thing, right? No yeah. one really got to do much or an extended run. But the pace was quick, and there, like you said, there was kind of a parade of moves and stuff, right? Uh, so yeah, they just again, they're just using Ten as this connection to Brody Lee, which is nice. I do appreciate um, that. Yeah, for but sure. then he's going to be back on the shelf for another however six to eight, Something like that. twelve months, whatever. And I kind of like Gates of Agony. I wish they were on Dynamite more. Um, yeah, they're just that menacing well, big man with them team. Being affiliated with Swerve, there's ways to use them mm-hmm. spare or like here and there, right? Yes, and another cage appearance with no drill claw. Is that even legal? I don't think I was How saying, do you put him in a multi-man? You telling me he can't hit the drill, drill claw, claw on Dustin, Dustin Rhodes or 10? I was saying... Come on, man. He, it was really mean, but he should drill claw edge and make him retire again, <laughs> which is really mean, but it is what it is, honestly. So that was disappointing. But I, like a fun little match, but pointless, right? I want, Empty calories. I want Cage to run in and get revenge for the Team Taz um, fiasco and drill claw Sting. Yes. Remember when he powerbombed Sting and everyone was like... Oh, oh my God. Yeah. yeah, and then now Sting doesn't take bombs for Hobbs. Um, yeah, no, this is solid though. I didn't find it to be amazing, but it was like harmless fun. Uh, strange lineup of guys, which we've already mentioned. Um, because like, where have Vance and Archer been? Why do I need to watch Dustin Rhodes? Edge is not feeding Christian. Dustin Rhodes should be in a cast on crutches, yeah, right? Also, no reference for nothing about Christian for Edge, no, which I mean, yeah, maybe you're that's right. Good. Like, it was like Edge was just a this is like dude in a this was he was plucked from the timeline put here for a week and then right. we'll resume next right. week or this something is barely like that. canon yeah exactly um vance has been doing some things i'll find collision but i don't think it's been much also i don't watch that there's some solid bits with cassie cage and archer but the rest of this was just okay weird have dustin edge feel like we could have made some better choices even if we're trying to honor brody a little like maybe you have vance team with dark order just for this once right and then they could face mogul embassy and not archer because as we said you're barely clinging to canon here so why not Right. Yeah, I really well like to see the rest of Dark Order here just because I'd like to watch them a lot more than Vance. No offense, but appreciate no offense. what they did here. I find 10 is like he has an arsenal of cool looking moves and that's all. I liked him more Everything in Dark Order. Everything else I think is lacking. Because then he didn't require, he didn't have to be that interesting because he used Dark Order. And now it's like you're kind of your own thing. So you have to be interesting, but you're still not interesting even though you're with Ruth. I don't find he moves very fluid. I don't find he sells no. very well. I'm keenly honestly, aware that I'm watching a guy like pretend to fight. I don't see him that much, so honestly, I forget how bad or good he is. True. He's not terrible. Remember. He's just no. not good. Uh, next, we get a Bullet Club Gold interview. Um, Jay was talking about how they are champions and they got gold in their blood. Uh, then they claimed interrupted with Billy Gunn, or Bully Gunn, I guess, is the typo here. <laughs> As he is known now. <laughs> I guess. Um, 
The claim walked in suggesting they could combine forces and form the Bang Bang Scissor Gang to take on the the UK. No. Yep, I know. Uh, they, Jay said they, they need cannot. to think about it, and Golden told his dad to stand by his fax machine, which is kind of funny. That was funny. Um, this was fine. I like local Gold's a little bit at the beginning because White's great. Just the way he cuts promos, I, I say it always. I love the way he mm-hmm. he's got his own way. Like he's just something about him. Like it's hard to quantify. Um, not on board with the super faction though. They did already with the guns and the claim. Let's not forget. Mm-hmm. We've basically run this we before. We did this. They we've, fought we over this. Billy Gunn. Yeah, and the acclaimed won that, and that was their face turn. And it was strange. Doesn't need to happen again. Bang Bang Gang should not be turned face ever. Not even borderline face like what this is seeming to imply to me. What makes them work is that they're these obnoxious pricks that you, you're not supposed to like. Right. They're just like these annoying guys who like just pick on everybody, and they're like, they're annoying, right? They shouldn't want to merge with anyone. No, they shouldn't want to merge with anyone. No one should want to merge with them right. either, if I'm being honest. They're the cool heels. Have them fight Cole and his guys on their own. Because when Juice comes back, please be soon. I miss Juice dearly. Mm-hmm. Um, since Cole's injured, you could have four on four. You have Bang Bang Gang versus everyone in the new group except Cole. Yeah. Right? And then you could have them take the trio's house and fight the acclaimed. Fight the acclaimed. Not the super faction crap. Bang Bang Gang. Bang Bang Scissor Gang does amuse me. I will give them that. But it's not worth this to me so similar i thought everyone did their job fine here but i don't want the super faction and i'm hoping that this is an opportunity for bullet club gold to like lead the acclaimed on a little bit and then be like super i hope heels so because and... i want like because that's more acceptable to me i feel i saw this i said the same thing earlier like i didn't want the acclaimed to be faces but they ended up working out they did um for a while i'm kind of Club gold it's like i love them so much last year and this is a like a uh, they should just from keep that. being immature pricks who just yes, mock everybody. They should not be doing this. They can still be heels. And, and maybe they are. Cold. I'm hoping. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping this is not going in the direction I think it is. Like, they'll think about it and they'll be like, hell no. Because yeah. I don't, I really don't want this. Like, I, this odd couple, like, odd trio pairing, right? Is not. Odd sex couple, I guess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I, don't, I do not want that. Uh, next, we get to hear from Samoan Joseph. Hooray. Who has custom side plates. Oh, yeah, he does. I didn't notice that at first, but then I noticed something weird on the side. I just thought it was normal was like, until you were like, no, they don't do that. I'm like, oh, yeah, they don't. They do haven't that. done that yeah. before. They used to have this the nameplate, which honestly, I kind of like that better because as much as I like the side plates, it's like that's WWE's thing. I mm-hmm. think that's fine for them to just do that. I've seen some people say so that. So he's too. the first, like, Samoa Joe? He's the first. Nice. Good for and him. And also, his side plates are like all gold still. So, like WWE's, it's like there's always kind of like the logos are sculpted and it's mm-hmm. like there'll be like black in the middle and there's going to be some color to it right so it's more noticeable but their title also has more color in it i guess like there's usually like some black in the center or i guess gold in the center with the new belt right. you know but anyways custom side plates that's neat i guess um, it is I guess have those for swerve yeah get them ready get the ones mm-hmm. already could have them minted and waiting to yeah. in my opinion um, Joe talked about changes to the championship protocol, and I guess he wasn't referring to the side plates. Um, he said, no more going out to the ring to complain or go to social media to make your comments. He said, if you're deemed worthy, then Joe will stomp your ass out in front of everybody that has ever cheered for you. Love it. Just funny. Uh, Swerve came out in a big-ass fur coat with the mobile embassy. Looking awesome. Just lost. The fur coats are a part of the, like, just cool. Mm-hmm. Not everyone can pull that off. No, um, for sure. Swerve said a few months ago he told Hangman Page he was after a spot, and look what happened. He took it. Took it. He said the same he personal. Did. He just wants the AW title, and he's going to take it. But if Joe wants to make a personal, he's more than happy to. Then Hangman came out, uh, and he ra- recapped some of his 2023 matches with his big ones, like being Mox, the Blackpool feud, and whatnot. 
But love you, Hangman. You just lost the swerve, so step Twice. back in line. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, um, but you said back. he lost sight of the title last year, and he said he will make him his. Uh, Nana pulls Swerve back, and Paige told Joe he hasn't forgotten what Joe did had done to him. Or not that he did it. He had it done to yes. him. Yes. That's the wording there. And Hangman said he's going to take Joe's title from him, and then he left, too, as Joe held the title. It was weird, like... Usually they you cut and then they leave. But yeah, like, this is Swerve and Hangman left right. like prematurely. Then Hook came out. He had like a bat signal, and he stared down Joe, pointing the title and saying, "Next week." Because he did, uh, his record earns it, I guess. Because in the Tony Khan tweet crap yeah, that I don't, even yeah, want, we'll that I don't even want to talk about, yeah. frankly, uh, he's like twenty something and one. Twenty-eight. Whatever. Uh, anyways, I thought this was a solid segment. I, it's this idea of like. People are lining up to face Joe, and Joe doesn't really mind. Like, he doesn't really care. He's pretty sure he can kill anybody, right? Um, kind of feels maybe we're going to get a triple threat, where I assume maybe Joe pins Hangman. And that's what I would assume. We're that's, delaying that's fine. Swerve's coronation a little bit so that it can take place at a bigger on a bigger stage, which I'm fine with, right? Like, Swerve's undeniable, so let's do it on a major, major show. In a solo one. And right. find a way to get there. And if that's how we get there, then that's fine. The hook thing, I don't really understand. It doesn't really bother me. It's just like a placeholder challenge, I guess. But it uh, came out of nowhere for sure. Yeah. And, and can you just, anyone just walk up now and be like... Which he literally just... Didn't you just say not to do that, or is that something else? I don't know, but anyways, it doesn't make sense to me, but fine. Yeah, um, sweet segment, though. Uh, Joe's off to a good start here, I thought. He's always great on the mic. I liked what he said. Certain Hangman coming out is even better. Swerve's bit was great. Hangman's, too. I like both of that. I like Swerve just, again, being about the top spot, and Hangman getting back on track is also what I like and I like the whole, like, it doesn't have to be personal, but if you make it that way, I don't, like, I that's like that. fine, yeah. but... look. You're going to get the hangman treatment. I now. thought it was weird that they both just left. Because I thought this yeah. was really, like, sometimes we say things are too long. I thought this was too short. Like, yeah. You could have gone, in, like, a bit more, had these guys banter. And, and, sorry, we hustled to get to Hook? Yeah. Not a few, huge fan of Hook being involved here in a title match next week. That's really strange. It's also sponsored by a Suicide Squad game. Like, why? Yeah. I'm um, not sure why he gets to call that shot. Because, to me, he ain't nowhere near ready. I don't hate him. I don't mean to crap on Hook. But he's not ready. And... It just doesn't make sense. It's tough because the way, and I was a big Hook fan to start, right? But the way he's been presented, it's hard to have him lose a whole bunch and still feel the same. Because the whole thing is he's just this silent killer who comes in and suplexes you and blah, blah, blah. So as he has to lose more and more, I don't know where you go with him. He's going to have to evolve, right? Yeah. So maybe he can. I don't know. But we'll see. TK really saw WWE with Ginger and raised them Hook as a counter. Like, I, to be impartial, if I'm gonna crap on Jinder, which I am, because why are they bring like they just brought Jinder back, had him get crapped on by The Rock, and then they're like, oh, here have a world title match two yeah. weeks later. That's stupid. So if I'm gonna crap on that, I'm gonna crap on this, because again, like yeah, Hook's been undefeated, but he's not much more prominent these days than Jinder, like and, arguably, like and he just he neither of them for different reasons are world should no. be getting world title matches. And then the internet exploded as. WWE fans who hate Jinder Mahal run to defend Jinder Mahal because the AEW fans have cri- like, oh my God, people relax. I think the <laughs> it's hook, all gonna be fine. Yeah, it's I don't think you really have to be some sort of shill if you're gonna defend Jinder Mahal just because of an. I AEW think it's thing, one of those like, like no one would defend Jinder otherwise. I think it's with like within your friend group, you probably have the one person that you like your whipping boy, right? And you guys mock him and tease him and whatever, but you're not cool with other people doing that yeah, to your buddy sort of thing. That's definitely, I yeah, think is where we're at. I it's just s- immature, non yeah. meaningless nonsense. The hook one is better to me probably because Tony Khan's right. He's got like, 
at least in kayfabe there's that record because mm-hmm. gender has lost like when's the last time he won a singles match right, right. or let alone on tv so yeah either but way then though, there was an example of someone else pointing out someone who hadn't done anything and yeah tk so, gave a shot right away i forget what the specifics yeah was. but they do open but challenges. it was very similar anyways guess yeah. what both companies do stuff really well both companies make stupid yeah. decisions so anyways, we can just be okay with it joe's first offense being against hook is not no. sitting too well with me just like it's not I don't super I don't prestigious like no no i don't like that um then we get a tony storm interview she renee was talking about the new signing and storm immediately thought wendy richter she said peraza sounds italian storm said her name wrong um storm like she forgot her closing line she said line and then mariah may said it and storm said she ruined it I thought this one was actually okay. I Me thought, too. I thought These are what she I was amused yeah, by this one because I thought what she was saying to May was amusing, like about not watching a match, and then like he ruined my la- ending line was that was funny, and then the Perazzo bit was whatever. Um, so this is yeah, it's a mixed bag. Yeah, I, oh, I think we're like the only people it seems like that don't absolutely love this Tony Storm stuff. But I thought this one was kind of funny. But like part of the problem for me with this character, though, as amusing as it can be is if someone like Perazzo comes in and she ends up losing to Stony to Tony Storm right away which I think she probably will if they fit. I hope not but... but like I feel like it makes her look weaker than if she lost to like a standard character you know what I mean yeah. you're losing to a delusional person who thinks there's a 50 star and doesn't even know who you are Yeah like regular Tony Storm if she won that wouldn't be fine And you're coming in as a being um Perazzo I'm talking about a hyped up serious technician and wrestler and you're going to lose to like a comedy character Yeah that's why I don't love this ultra comedy or whatever you want to call it and champion It's I think it makes the people that lose to you it hurts them a little more than it should Right That's super nerd levels I get it but that's how I feel And that's it's different with Christian cuz he's also delusional but he's a different way delusional and he also cheats an insane amount yeah and it's a more standard like you're you're cutting to black and white when this woman is like so out of reality that she's expecting wendy richter right and if they were to play up the whole like but when the bell rings she's an absolute you know what i mean but they don't they don't no it's just like and she's still in character during the thing like with luther getting involved now and stuff so I don't know. That's just me. I don't want Perazzo, a heavily touted like technician, coming in losing to this. I don't think it does her any favors. But yeah, no, I guess this we'll see. character's got flaws, limitations. I I feel. I, if she lost the next pay per view, I don't think I'd care. Yeah. Um. And also on that note, it doesn't look like we have any pay per views till Revolution, so that's good. Right. We're not doing the monthly. Because after if there's something this month, I got a little nervous because I don't know if we can keep up the quality. Yeah, no. If there was something this month, I think we'd know. Yeah, February. I I feel like we would be here. I agree. So So, I'm okay with that. Let's if we keep it to like six or seven, that's still like that's more, but it's not monthly. And then still do special shows. Do winter is coming. Winter's coming. Like, but like actually, or whatever they were. Yeah, that the summer ones were fighter fest and fight for the fall. That's fine. Do those two and do winter's coming. But like actually do it because last. Last year, at the end of last year, they did do Winter's Coming, but they kind of just thrusted upon us, and then mm-hmm. New Year's Smash and Holly Bash, like, actually kind of built it, because I remember the first Winter's Coming was awesome, because there was Mox Omega and, like it or not, Sting's debut. Right. Um, And then, like, other Winter's Coming, there's, like, I don't know, just physical, and they, you gotta do special graphics again, because now they just put the special logo on there and, like, a bit of snow. They used to be, like, the full-on blue icy graphics, like, do that, but yeah, so... I think we're just sailing till Revolution, which I nice. like. That's good. Happy with that. That's good, and that means Osprey is... Um, near 
Incoming, yes. Yes. Then we get Sammy Guevara dresses Buzz Lightyear versus Ricky Starks. Um, good to see Starks on Dynamite again. Very, I like Starks. My first note is this is a very WWE match to make, right? Like ahead of a larger match, let's take a couple of... Yeah. It's either the other way. You form them in a tag team before a singles or you split the teams into singles before they... Precisely. Yeah. Precisely. Um, yeah, and I hope this is like we get some of the, t- the tag titles more on Dynamite after this. Cause Me too. I love the- tag team wrestling. And you have such a super talented roster private parties let's here, go baby i know i'm excited about it yes um i'm disappointed that they weren't on the show this week i Me saw them too. a bit on rampage and not as maybe not a smart decision to not follow up on that yeah they were they had but. a bit on rampage where they interrupted top flight and um andretti and i was saying to you um dante was saying on the intro and he was like how's your shoulder and then mark quinn immediately went how's your ankle which, yeah that's really funny yeah. but anyways no yeah i'm disappointed that they weren't here and praza wasn't even here at least she was mentioned but i know like, just no follow-up yeah which but makes... i guess it's almost like a little pause to get the Brody lee stuff in there i guess so and that's, then, that's like, fair because those matches take up time it. in the pack yeah that, that's mm-hmm. fair um there's a big moonsault to the outside from guevara there was a really nice like kind of rochambeau on the apron from Starks. really nice he like it was kind of Angel's Wings S where like he had to do the 180, but he did on the apron. Like Looked he didn't painful. drop him prematurely. Prematurely didn't land weird. Like no. perfect. Yep. Um, Starks gets his feet up on Moonsault. Looked nice. And um, from Guevara, then he falls with the Feet up Lariat. instead of knees up. I yeah. love that touch. Yeah. And a sit up power bomb for two. Then the finish was really weird too. There was like the super kick, which looked like it caught Starks really well, mm-hmm. but then a really weird looking, not great looking roll up. Um, from Guevara gets the win. Oh, wait, for four Starks? Sorry, I should have meant Guevara. But yeah, Guevara got the win here then. Big Bill beat him up. Then Jericho made the save with his music playing. Yeah. It was weird. And um, you were like, why is his music? And my immediate thought was... To drown out. They're nervous. He's getting booed again. And that will hopefully drown some of it out. I don't know if that's right, but I think that's probably a fair guess. Uh, I thought Starks looked good in this. I found Sammy didn't do a whole lot. Sammy is boring as a baby face. And then one with a kick? That... Really caught me off guard. And to keep with the WWE feel of this, I feel like Starks losing clean here means that they retain when they wrestle for the titles. Like if that I is know, a general wrestling. If I know trope, wrestling. Though, that's yeah. a. I don't True. think that's necessarily WWE. No, but I get what you're saying. For sure. Um, the aftermath felt strange to me for a few reasons. Like Jericho, or sorry, Guevara and Starks. Remember, they're just kind of walking around ringside, looking yeah. like they're trying to get to somewhere, but just Looks not. Like they were trying to leave. It's like they were at all. It's like they thought they weren't on camera and they're just like, we'll just walk out now. It felt like it kind of looked like they were in separate. Like, so pictured as it's, let's say Guevara's feuding, like there's two separate singles feuds and then like Bill, Bill came in and Jericho and so Jericho and Bill are feuding and like they're unrelated. Yeah. So they're like just getting out of there. And it's like when they're, when they're crowd brawling and they're walking to the next location, but they're not like doing anything kind of thing. And it's then Jericho's like, music playing over top was pretty strange and then the his whole time. Skirmish with Big Bill is lame. Yeah, it wasn't good at all. So I don't, I didn't get exactly the, I don't think we needed any of this, but that's just me. Yeah, no, it was weird. This match was solid, not too great, but good. Uh, I like both of them, but felt like it underdelivered. A couple spots were cool, and I agree, I thought Starks looked good, but um, Guevara just. He didn't really do much here. He didn't really I like do Guevara. Much, and he's really boring as a babyface. Yeah. Like, I just have no reason to care about him. Now, again, like, they stripped him of any identity he could have had. And he's good at being hateable. Right, just like that cocky, arrogant. Look at me! I'm so young and pretty and talented. Instead of Jericho's and, puppy dog, right? Which he always has been, I guess. Yeah. Aftermath was really strange too, with the mid Jericho run and the theme blaring the whole time, um, which again makes sense. It was funny when they did it in um, Anarchy in yeah. the Arena when um, 
Mox and them were fighting Jazz the first time, and they did like that was the first time. They did it. And it was just like I I like that it was like this arena encompassing brawl with the it was playing, funny. and then they did it this year too, mm-hmm. which was a funny nod to that. And then, but this felt this like... just felt it definitely felt. Like, did they do it in Wembley too? I feel like they did. I don't know because Moxley was in that, so they might have. Anyways, yeah, no, this that this was weird here, and it also I'd rather listen to Wild Thing on loop than Judas. Absolutely, just, just saying, and that's and Wild Thing is arguably it's way more repetitive because it's got. Like the kind of chorus bit and the same verse, like yeah. most, like it's more repetitive. But I would still rather listen to that uh, easily on loop for a day. Um, yeah, and then Starks and Guevara bailed. This was super weird, but the match was okay. It was good. Yeah, it was fine. Then we get our second random match of the night, which is like this is like WWE at WrestleMania season. They're like get a bunch of people on the show. Eight person matches. Is, yep. is the theme today. Uh, it's Will and Nightingale, Chris Statlander without a gimmick, and uh, Anna J and <laughs> Thunder Rosa. Oh, you gotta mention it. Like, Always, they, they gotta do it. I love Stylander. What but is her gimmick? Free agent, more than a woman being being uh, pursued by Hathaway, who is in the crowd front yeah. row on this one, yeah, right? Yeah, with a sign, and she pulls um, it down. Versus Soraya, uh, Ruby Soho, uh, Sky Blue, yeah, and Julia Hart. Yeah. I kind of like Julia Hart. I don't. I wouldn't say I like her, but like I'm, she's definitely improving. But she's still. She's not good enough where she's like not out of the bad crop for me because she's not consistent enough yet. I find she has some sort of charisma where I pay attention to her though. I don't know. For whatever it is. I don't I, know. Sky Blue's also getting something. there. She is getting But there. again, it's with given the other people in this match, I'm not it's again, she's not good enough where I'm like, yeah, you know, like we're Styler and Willow, no matter what, I'm like, okay, that's good. I mm-hmm. like them. With Sky Blue, it's like I still don't think she's great, but there's been times where she's been decent. You and the same with Julia Hart. Same, yeah. So the House of Black girls are not because Sky Blue's not and in it's it for us, some reason. So you you turn heel automatically. We're like that's at least a fifteen percent bump for me. Like just because heels are that's cooler. a little bit. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sky Black now. Like although Willow's a sick uh, baby face. Yeah. I wrote uh, this is not a banner lineup because I told I said to you like the only starting lineups I'd be fine with is like statlander and sky blue and like statlander willow, willow. And, yeah but like they can't start together i mean oh sorry yeah yeah but like statlander and willow are the only ones i really like here like anna jay is not good no. and we don't we hate her and the thigh doom's awful thunder rosa is sporadically good thunder rosa is okay sometimes but my opinion on her crashed so catastrophically in her title run like people want to talk about hangman page's title reign under delivering i think whatever you say about his was way more truth because she also had a monumental win with Britt baker and they dropped the ball way harder and she she's not cutting any amazing promos along the way hangman's character was always still good though and he at least had a feud with like adam cole who's sick anyways soraya no good we don't like her uh ruby soho my opinion has fallen on her because i used to like her uh, and Sky Blue and Julia Hart are fine. At least we uh, caught a... Was that on uh, the little bit of Rampage we watched? So we get the context on the Ruby Soho Soraya Yeah, because that's what I was desperately wanting. So yeah. basically they used the Harley whatever to make it look like she's going after... Or Parker's with her. And then, yeah. But then, like, the Ruby Soho reacts like paused, a 12-year-old. It paused when they were kissing, and then it, it replayed when they left so then it's like it's clearly forced but soho didn't see that that's so dumb it really doesn't matter sorry i shouldn't even brought it up it was not good (laughs) television fast offense early on and anna jay's already looking so great because i'm i'm so nice like that um it's like that spinning kick gets higher and higher up her thigh every time because we call it the thigh of doom and it was getting close to like the butt cheek of doom which is literally the mo- probably like the most desired thing you would want if you're the opponent like there's right. no it's just getting like less impactful it's as just like move mo- up that mush leg. there you know yeah. yeah 
Um, lot of one move tag out. Um, Statlander hot tag flurry. Uh, there's the quad suplex spot. Once Julia Hart got in the right spot, Once, yeah, I, I remember that. Yeah, it's like she set up to go the wrong direction or whatever, and had to switch spots and get on the end. It yeah. was kind of funny. There was the parade offense. Jay hit like the short arm thigh doom to Hart, then Blue hit a super kick, which was actually decent. And Jay tapped out Blue with this Queen Slayer sleeper hold. Yeah, so of course Anna J like ten right gets the win on Brody Lee Knight or whatever, however you want to describe Brody it, which Lee is fine. Uh, but this was like one move tag out. Yeah, there, there was this, like there's zero flow, no for this. flow to this, or like at least a really bad one. And then it was just a parade of moves, right, leading to the finish. So super random feeling eight person tag. Yeah, for like sure. some decent moves along the way because you you got you kind of went, hey, the eight of you get however many minutes this is, like divide it up, and it's like they equally went, okay, I'm gonna hit this, and then this, and then this, and then yeah. we move on. Um, I felt like I was watching a montage more than a match. Highly real. Yeah. yeah right yeah which i guess whatever but it's like nothing's gonna come out of this again it doesn't really matter so there it was mm -hmm. uh this was not great felt very clunky messy in times like some women's match on diamond tend to be but a little more so because we had so many people involved in here right so it's just like everyone getting more, their stuff in in a quick match. bit more of a mess yeah aside from well and silent there's no one to really like in here that i think is great hard blue okay sometimes it's nice i guess to showcase anna for the Brody tribute but with how bad she is it's really not necessary for me we can just keep it at pero peligroso and that's good enough yeah i just i love calling them that it's They'll never escape. They that. refer to him still as that. Some, as a nickname, at least they do. Yeah. I but, heard like, it. They tried to make that his name, and yeah. I will never well, no. let them forget. Can't that. do that. I'll never let them let. I'll never <laughs> let it go. Um, I wish we had someone Reynolds show up if we are really about this Brody Lee tribute. Mm -hmm. um, next, we had a Wheeler Yuta promo. He talked about what Eddie said about him, and he isn't anyone's young boy or bitch. He said Eddie beat all Blackpool except him because he's the final boss of Blackpool. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> Um, and he was amassing a winning streak on Rampage. He said he regained his ROH pure title on his own, which they did show a low blow. So I thought that was at least funny. Yeah. Like, he, he did it on his own still, right? Right. Uh, he sent Shibata packing, even though he's signed now. And he'll be Eddie on his own too on his turf, which is Rampage. Um, I actually thought this was pretty good for Yuta. Um, he had some solid things to say here, I thought. And him and Eddie is a solid Rampage match. Like, I thought for Yuta, this was pretty solid. Hey, he took a lot of heat for his last, was that a live promo where yeah. he was? It, it was so super I thought this generic. Was I thought this yeah. was better. And he's Yuta's, really hit and miss on the mic. He's hit and miss on the mic. So I thought this was one of his better ones. I thought he had like something pointed to say. And, hey, like, he was and I think here. he kind of is like the Tiffany Stratton where all of her pre-recorded stuff I think is really good. And then live, sometimes I'm like, mm, definitely sure. not as strong, sure. right? Um, At least that was on a pre-show. Yeah, I, thought that, I didn't actually write down that it happened, but I remember watching. I think I was in the kitchen getting a snack, but I thought Probably. he sounded pretty solid here too. Yeah. And sometimes he does not. Yeah, for sure. Uh, next, we get Roderick Strong versus Mr. No Entrance, Brian Keith. Poor guy, man. I think he's really cool, but they're clearly like, you are going to have to work your way up at this point. Mm -hmm. um, I wrote, they better be uploading the UK theme soon. Right, because it's still missing for you. Yep. Uh, a lot of forearms and chops from Keith. He's got really heavy strikes. Backdrop suplex on the apron from Roddy. Pop over stunner from Keith connected. Great. Uh, I think it was like the diamond dust or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yes, it was. Um, jumping knee and a heartache from Roddy for the win. Uh, then there's a brief post-match post promo from Cole. He said, they don't want to earn anything from you, the fans, because uh, they deserve it. He talked about Strong being a 20-year veteran, and he's one of the best wrestlers in the world, pound for pound. He said that the international title has Roddy's name on it. Technically not, because the nameplate, so it quite literally probably doesn't. No, it does not. Uh, Cole said, Tame and Ben are the greatest Irish tag team champions of all time. They never got the respect they deserved. Um, 
because they he is I and I am him is as they say. Mm-hmm. That's the best catchphrase. He said they're one of the greatest <laughs> tag teams that ever lived. Uh, and then he talked about uh, the monster dominant Wardlow. He's finally surrounded. By, uh, he's finally surrounded by people who support him and respect him. And when the time is right, he said we are going to win the AEW World Championship. And he said they're going to be around for a very long time. Yeah, the match was enhancement, but a good enhancement good match, enhancement right? Match um, nothing substantial, though, I thought. United Kingdom need momentum. Keith's here to lose, apparently, unfortunately. So that's yes, what you get. I thought Cole I think he's sounded, cool, though. Cole sounded really good here. It's just like there wasn't a lot of bite to this. Well, and Cole can work as hard as he wants to try and convince me that these guys are important. They're not, dude. Like, I love Roddy, but like the Kingdom are not Red Dragon in the ring. Like, you... Because, like... They don't have star power to me, and you could. We will neither did neither really do O'Reilly and Fish, but yeah, but Red their Dragon matches are, awesome, are amazing, and they're super Honestly, workers. Honestly, even if you brought back Kyle O'Reilly because you can't get Fish, then that's fine. Like for all of the time they took to tell this story of the devil, this group is not. It's underwhelming to me. Yeah, it's they logical, definitely need momentum for sure. They do, and Cole's really good on the mic, but he can't talk me into this right now. Like, yeah, they can't talk their way into this. They need some like. I don't know if the solution is like, do you put the kingdom in some TV matches and get them like going? Like, cause then what else do you do? They're right? not good enough to get me going. So I like, I don't know, man. They're not, I, I don't love the choices they've made here. I think Adam Cole's been sort of given a, some lemons here. Maybe this is, um, and he might be good enough to make lemonade. I don't is, know. He is, but maybe we'll but, see. And I love Roddy Strong. Don't get me wrong. Maybe there's maybe the, I'm hoping this maybe it's not a permanent lineup because think about this. Swerve also got saddled with the mogul affiliates and then he ended up in the embassy. Yeah. So okay, there's so hope. Hear me out. Fantasy book warning. You sure. can skip by it if you want. Red Dragon come back and beat the hell out of the kingdom and and get them out and rejoin. Yeah, I, I'm <laughs> okay. totally okay with I that. I thought you might be. And just kick the crap out of Wardlow just for funsies. But yeah, like I wasn't impressed by this. Cole's a good promo, but he didn't say anything here. Just kick me. out the kingdom because like Cole says they're useless and they're also bad friends. Mm-hmm. And then you bring in Re- Redragon mm-hmm. as they were. And um, you just li- then kick out Wardlow if you want and literally just have the Undisputed Era. Chasing the Dragon's one of my favorite finishes. Oh yeah, the, I like Brain Total Buster, Elimination though. To the head. Total Elimination it's good always too. looks nice. Um, which I guess will come up later. Yeah. It will. Um, yeah. And it still makes me uncomfortable whenever my favorite, one of my favorites praises Wardlow. Just yeah. Leaves a bad taste in the yeah. mouth. You're being disingenuous, Adam Cole. If I'm going to complain about anything in this, I will allow the kingdom to be here. I'll allow them to do whatever they want. But when you start praising Wardlow, I'm going to start picking that apart it makes it's me, funny because it when i weird. was referring to them not being stars i had completely even forgotten word <laughs> <You didn't even laughs> i didn't it, he wasn't even part of my thought process okay so we should at least so commend that's the king- not good we should commend the kingdom on being mentioned i guess clearly so. they're notable enough to be met i exactly. clearly the kingdom are above Wardlow. so whatever yeah. you can crap on the kingdom but just remember Wardlow is not better than that i guess Wardlow's no better at least yeah he was i totally forgot he was in my mind there's four people in that group <laughs> And whoops sorry that's that in the biz we have a term for that it's called wishful thinking yeah i guess <laughs> um next we get diana peraza interview she said if storm wants to pretend she doesn't know who she is peraza will have her people contact tony's people haha <laughs> movies um peraza said she's having a debut match on collision because she doesn't want me to watch her i guess guess not <laughs> and red velvet said she's having her first match on collision so they're gonna she knows yeah. I love her, so she's testing me. Will you come follow and watch? I have a Gianna Perazzo t-shirt for crying out loud. That is true. That you do. Um, now I can 
get you one more easily. Do you remember how many times we had to go back to yeah. pick up on what? Yeah. This... So Velva did like her stirring <laughs> thing. Like, she's like, we can stir it up. And then, and then Peraza said, is that your stirring arm? And then she's We're like, like Good what? And like by the fourth time. <laughs> I figured it out. You did. I, honestly, I would have given me 20 times. <laughs> I was confused what it meant. Then you were like, because arm bar. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. Because yeah, she attacks people's So double arms confusion nonstop. there. I heard some criticism of Perazzo from last week, like, oh, she sounded nervous because her voice was warbling. And to me, that's just indication they don't watch her a lot because her voice is like that almost yeah, all the time. Yeah, if it's just her voice, I'm not going to... Because I used to think that too, like, oh, she sounds so nervous. That's I'm just... not going to falter on that too much. Because yeah. she sounded totally fine here too. She I thought did. she was good. Um, I was, why does her debut have to be on collision though? Now it's almost a shirt. I will not see it. And Red Velvet still sucks. Um, and also just like, if you need some women's matches, like an easy women's match to book Peraza's debut, like Mariah May's mm-hmm. debut, boom, that's your women's match for the week. Cause there's only one. Mm-hmm. So I am hoping, uh, people like her cause she's awesome. Mm-hmm. Next we get, it's main event time already. Wow. It is. Uh, first note, get Ric Flair off my TV. Ex- I usually don't even use punctuation exclamation mark. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alan Sting versus Hobbs and Takeshita tornado tag. And interestingly, they came out to Hobbs theme. Like, usually they, did. they just come out to that. The, the cow's like, brawl, you know? Yeah. But they actually came out to Hobbs theme. So that was nice. Uh, there's the one. So there's a lot of brawling early on. Hobbs and Sting were in the crowd. Um, My favorite actually, crowd brawling. You love it. I don't think you can call it a crowd brawl because that implies they're hitting each other. It was really so, basic stuff. Well, crowd brawling impi- implies they're both hitting each other. What do you mean? So. Hobbs didn't hit him. Oh, right. Hobbs just backed up and sold. Yeah. Hobbs got like thrown onto, I believe the term is plastic trash receptacles because I've, that's like some wrestling lingo, you know, red, red viscous liquid, the the lot. (laughs) You can't say dumpster. Oh, it's probably a brand. Yeah. Or it's like, I think I'm looking that up now. Something said trash receptacles. I don't remember if it was WWE or WCW, but, um, something was saying that because I remember some guy was joking about it. Um, Takesha was chopping Darby while eyeing Ric Flair, so that was nice. Takesha caught a coffin drop attempt to the outside and hit a nasty chaos theory on the outside. Like, like he very dropped him high really angle. high again. Yeah, I was like, Darby's, man. I, well, speaking enjoy of. Enjoy him while you can, people. He's not. Because I don't think he's here, here. He's not long for this world. He's not wrestling to Ric Flair age, I'll <laughs> tell you that much. I would hope no one is. No one should. Um, Takesha and Hobbs, and they do the thing from the World's End match where they grab Darby's hands oh and like, they like swing him a few times and just chuck him across the ring, which looked insane it's been a thousand times because he, he like his head kind of snaps off the bottom rope and like that in slow motion is actually jarring because yeah. you can see his head like enzo mori must have gotten deja vu from that and people are like it it's basically what killed that uh luchador dude dovintero pero was that what it was i don't know but no, that looked So they crazy. were like, oh, that was super dangerous. They flung him really good, though. It looked awesome. Um, but yeah, no, I've seen that clip a bunch of times. Then Sting starts bitching them, as I like to say. Uh, but then Takesha shuts him down with the knee, thank God. Then Ric Flair decides to start chopping Hobbs to no effect. Then I pokes him, and something happens to Takesha, too. I didn't want to write it down. Suicide died from Darby. Poor Hobbs can't get one up on Sting at all. Darby climbs to the top of the stands, near the stage, jumps off the cop and drops Takesha. Then Sting takes Hobbs onto that like stage side wall and hits an avalanche scorpion death drop through the tables for the win because apparently it's false can anywhere for some reason. And it was Paraguayo in 2015. Oh. With some, he broke vertebrae and then had like cardiac arrest from the way he hit the oh, Jesus. ropes. Darby, That's Darby, what people Darby. were worried about. Um, on the whole, I was not a huge fan of this. All it did was serve to make the Don Cowles family look weak, which is a shame because 
honestly, I'd say the majority of the run they've been made to look really good. Cause I to, hated the way Hobbs came out of this. Majority of this run, Takeshita's gotten a, multiple big wins. In Multiman Tags, they've been they were undefeated for the first few, right? Mm-hmm. And then and yeah, like so this was bad. Some bits of Takeshita and Darby helped us out for me, and Dar- Darby took a couple spots that were awesome. But still, you sort of walked Takeshita back from the way he looked last week. Takeshita looked amazing last week, yeah. And Hobbs, man, he really suffered. He a- got absolutely nothing in on Sting. No. While having to sell for Sting's mediocre offense and then eating the pin. Sting can't do anything, and nothing can be done to Sting. So Correct. This is have why a go I, have a good match. This is why I don't like him wrestling, and people want to like praise his run like this is why his run is bad because you get matches like this where you guys, gotta sell his non-existent offense and which is you like consistent like those back fists and fists and like stinger splash and that's pretty much it he does strike and stinger drop splashes. for the win <laughs> yeah and it's like you got these promising future stars who have to look like second rate to a senior citizen for no reason yep and I really hope this is just a one and done because the Chaos family is such a promising group. Like Hobbs has really great big man potential. Fletcher is super great in the ring and he's got surprising solos potential because mm-hmm. which we've only really found out in the past year. But even like his TV title runs off to a solid start with Willie Mack and Angelico. Um, Ugh, we'll get to that. Yeah. And Takeshita, like arguably main event potential if he's got Chaos as his manager. Yep. Like Takeshita's fantastic. And two of those guys are getting bitched by Sting, which yep. I absolutely hate. Me too. I'm glad at least Takeshita didn't end up as bad because no offense to Hobbs. If I'm choosing one of you to protect, it's Takeshita. Agree. No offense to Hobbs. Love Hobbs. Again, I like Hobbs, but Takeshita needs to be the one that's safe here. Um, but still disappointing, like you said, about how great he came out. He looked amazing last week. Amazing. That match was perfect. But then we get this. Um, get Callus family targeting people they can actually wrestle with and someone Callus can like just be an absolute prick to. Because like, Feud with Omega was great. And like... I don't know, it had like somewhat definitive end, but it kind of got weird with Omega and Jericho. And it's like, it was whatever. Um, the Young Bucks came out after, so their returns, great. God to have them back too, because um, I, I like them. And it seems like they're back to healing it up because they got these really yeah. small mustaches now. Well, they're, they they will be heels, right? If yeah. they're going against Sting they, in his retirement match. They And they had their um, hissy fit at World's End, right? Yeah. Or was it World's around? No, it was Full Gear. Sorry, yeah. Full Gear. Um, and they look ridiculous with the mustaches. If this is them back to like Nick Jackson being a ridiculous heel, I'm going to love it. Cause when they were in their 2021 run as like tag champs and they had like a, their the rid- ever evolving facial hair, their ridiculous, um, outfit of the week. Mm-hmm. Nick Jackson, man, was the funniest thing. I love uh heel Nick Jackson specifically. So I'm interested to see them for sure. So my first part of my note is the crowd seemed to enjoy this match, which means what? <laughs> What's the implication there? I didn't. We re- did not. Right? Like, they liked it more than I did. And there were some memorable stuff, like mostly Darby almost dying <laughs> is the memorable awesome. stuff. But at the end I've of the day, so like you said, this did nothing for Hobbs. Uh, Takeshita Kaina, who looked like a star last week, takes a little step back, which I don't love. Yeah. Like, Sting just can't retire fast enough. And this is not a popular <laughs> opinion of ours, for sure. That's, that um, is how I feel. And it, Flair needs mean, to but... get the hell off my TV and out of AEW altogether. I like that Hobbs no sold his chops because I wish they would do that to Sting more often. Right. But, like, the fact that Ho- Flair is even getting near that, like, uh, like. Hobbs should be able to flick him with his finger and Flair is down. And he'd be as dead which as he actually was might. in his match. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is really mean, but if Flair's trying to get physical with them, I want Takeshita to knee the crap mm-hmm. out of his face because mm-hmm. Takeshita's knee is killer, so I want him to murder both of them. Like, just smush his face. Not literally. <laughs> Not literally, yes. But, uh, no, this the main event was something. So, overall thoughts, uh, a step back. Like, we really, really enjoyed it. Was it was A-level last, last week. week yeah. um, the opener was my favorite match on this show by far. 
I did like some of the Brody Lee references, right? But that also gave us a couple really random matches with people winning who are inconsequential at best. So that's not ideal. The hook setup I'm not loving. The, I did like Joe talking and the others talking, but leading to the like a hook match isn't my yeah. favorite. Uh, Guevara Agreed. Starks was kind of nothing really. It was underwhelming. Strong Keith was like an enhancement match, an enjoyable one. Um, I don't know, man. I'm going to go not... It wasn't bad. I'm going to go B minus this week. Uh, I did like the venue. I do like that they're still honoring Brody Lee, but the the match was a step back from last week. So B minus. Absolutely, yeah. Um, it was okay, but disappointing after the high we had last week. They really started off the year great, and they haven't followed the best yet. But I'll still give them a chance to like yeah find their footing. Um, matches weren't the, all the singles matches weren't bad, but the best was probably the opener, which was I thought so good by a wide margin, good at best. Uh, then. Sark's Guevara was fine, but underwhelmed, and then the enhancement match was just that. I think so, I like, liked the opener more that. than you. I quite liked it. I, I liked it. It's just it didn't feel like... I don't know. It was You're allowed to not like yeah. it as much as me. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, the the women's tag in the main event were not good, in my opinion. The men's tag was fine, mm-hmm. uh, but those mat- those two matches were not good. The segment with Joe was strong, but even then, we had the weird part with Hook, and the rest of it was too short, at the very least. Agree. Bullco Gold acclaimed, no thank you. Storm was okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. No thank you to that. Um... I understand. Not a strong show, but I, I don't think it was like horrible. Me either. Um, and again, I appreciate Brody Lee tributes. So uh, B minus as well, for sure. All right. Well, that wraps up our Dynamite review. We'll now shift gears into a little bit of trivia. And I used AI again this week. So we'll find oh, out God, what that topic to is that. in Off the Top of His Head. All right, I relied. I got lazy. I relied on uh, artificial intelligence. Yeah, it's been a minute. So they're so reliable. We here's can. the input. I don't know how well this one's going to go. It's kind of amusing, I guess. But what did I ask for? Uh, describe 15 popular wrestling finishers in detail. Okay. Then provide the name. Okay. And I think they're all WWE, just to give you a heads up. And I think they're all like major stars by the looks of it. I don't think it'll be too hard, but we'll see what. Uh, so a quick and explosive maneuver involves grabbing an opponent mid-move and dropping them face first on the mat. Sorry, into the mat. I don't think this is a great description. How is of... the, How are you grabbing the mid-move? It's like... When I won't have sound sphere? effects this week because I didn't hook them up. I went back and added them last week, but... I'll just go back Spear? to here. No. Pedigree? No. Grabbing an opponent's head, I'll add that. I'll give you that. And dropping them face first. Okay. Correct. Okay, so they left sense. out a pretty vital detail there, I think, right? What? This like... one's pretty easy. Uh, iconic finisher involving delivering a swift kick to the midsection, followed by a, jar, ja- a jaw-jarring sit-out face buster. Stunner? Yes. That's not a sit-out I agree. Buster. But that's uh, their that best. That makes me more think of the X Factor. Yeah. Uh... Powerful setup where he lifts his opponent upside down, holding him by holding them, very progressive, by the waist, and then drops them into a sit-out power bomb. Batista bomb? No. Lifts them upside down, holding them by the waist. No. How about holding them by the armpits? Does that help you? Oh. Armpit power bomb. Joke slam? No. Holding them by the armpits. Oh, razor's edge? Yeah. Okay. I feel like they miss one little detail every time. Uh, Super kick delivered with precision and timing. Often used to catch opponents off guard for a sudden victory. Sweet chin music. Correct. 
involves hoisting his opponent onto his shoulders and then slamming them down face first in a fireman's carry position. Hold on, go again. Uh, sorry, involves hoisting his opponent onto his shoulders and slamming them down face first in a fireman's carry position. F5? No, the fireman's carry is correct, accurate. AA? Yes, that's, very that's good. not face first. This one I think they explained perfectly. Double underhook face buster where he clasps his opponent's arms, lifts them off the ground, drives them face first into the mat. I agree. Correct. Yeah, that, that, that one's one solid. Got, yeah. As soon as you get the double underhook, like there's yeah. only, unless they're going angel's wings, Storm which breaker. is pretty rare. Um, unique move where he propels himself off the ropes and swings his legs into an opponent's face, usually, usually setting them up for a follow-up maneuver. Six, six one nine. Correct. Uh, hoisting an opponent onto his shoulders in a fireman's carry position and then spinning them out before F5. slamming them to the mat. Yeah. That's good. It's a good description. Classic pile driver where he holds his opponent upside down, burying their head between his legs, drops to a sitting or kneeling position. Disagree with part of that. Tombstone? Yes. Yeah. I did, the sitting there is, is a seated tombstone. But is the there? only time I remember it. Was did he when, use it? No, he hasn't. Oh, but okay. Like, Owen, that's how Owen Hart broke Austin's neck. Oh, nice. Shout out to that moment. Uh, unique and impactful face buster where he hooks his opponent arms, flips them upside down, and drives their face into the mat. They could have done this better. If I'm going to editorialize. So face buster hooks his opponent's arms with his legs would be helpful. Flips them upside down. I am, and I, then drives them, I would say, yeah, face first into the mat. I'm really not picturing the right thing here. They don't do a good job of describing the first part. Because he's sort of, he lifts them up and then hooks their arms behind his legs. And then ends up flattening them on their face. I can give you an easy hint that'll get you there. Do not tuck your chin for this move. Oh, Styles class. That Correct. makes more sense. Okay, see, I wasn't picturing that at <laughs> do all. Do not tuck your chin, all you amateur Yoshi wrestlers out there. Uh Climbing to the top rope, performing a forward flip, crashing down onto the opponent with a full body splash. Not true, but... 4.50? No. 6.30? No. We're talking classic WWE stuff here. Swanton? Yes, very good. That's not... Okay. This one could be anyone, but... Powerful shoulder tackle maneuver, where he charges at full speed. Spear. Correct. By who? They specifically chose one person. Roman? Correct. Roman Goldberg, Breaker, Starks, Rick, not Ricky, Rhino. Right. Everyone. Batista. Uh, trapping one of the opponent's legs and turning them over, applying pressure to the lower back and legs. Sharpshooter? Yes. I don't think they did a great job because the whole grabbing one leg isn't really no, you tie trapping those. one leg. Yeah. Uh, swift and impactful move where he stomps down on the back of his opponent's head while they're face down on the mat. That's a hard one, eh? Group stomp. Correct. Last one. Submission finisher involves trapping the opponent's ankle and applying intense pressure, targeting the lower leg and foot. One might say locking it. <laughs> Almost. I actually, <laughs> it does say that, and I didn't include that word. Ankle lock. Correct. So, okay, not our best trivia, but I like to challenge. I like when they try to be factual, like historical. Yeah. And they just botch everything. Yeah. Maybe I'll go back to that next week. All right. So we're going to, I think since you said there's no figure update this week, our final segment is coming up. That's uh, us taking a look at, at all the other stuff we watched in wrestling. And it was a bit of an interesting week. We watched more than usual. We'll talk about that, that now, sorry, in High Spots and Rest Holds. Uh, 
All right, so I did watch a bit of Raw just to check things out. I was more watching for like the presentation, and I don't even remember what I watched, so nothing clearly stood out to me. And you didn't say you found anything, or you said you didn't find anything super awesome I honestly either. I don't even remember anything from Raw. And we've got some other stuff to discuss. So we'll start out with NXT. Um, I know it's called High Spots and Rest Holds, but I did find most of this show pretty mediocre. But since I don't have Impact to cover, I've been sort of drilling down a little more into NXT than Pseudo I normally would. Pseudo review. So yeah, almost right. So. The first thing other than a recap is Nikita Lyons and Blair Davenport fighting in the parking lot. Um, oh, yeah, this made me laugh so much. I should have shown you. So they're brawling in the parking lot, right? And then it immediately cuts into the arena. And it's the two of them like fighting out the entranceway and down the ramp. And <laughs> so you get Vic Joseph going, these two haven't stopped for the last 15, 20 minutes, implying they've been brawling nonstop. They're both in completely different outfits. <laughs> like they were both wearing like, nor I say normal street clothes, but right. Nikita Lyons, I don't think has a normal outfit no, in her repertoire. So you know what I mean? Yeah. And then like they're in wrestling gear and, and Vic goes back to it at the end of the match too, like saying that they, this match actually started like 15 or 20 minutes before <laughs> then they quickly paused or like, I, maybe the idea is maybe it works. They were wearing their wrestling gear underneath, and in the brawl, they tore off their street clothes. That requires too much headcanon, though. Yeah. So, anyways, it was pretty. It does. Uh, so we have Nikita Lyons taking on Blair Davenport in the opener. Some of Lyons' kicks look good. Some don't. There was a nice spinning back kick at one point. Uh, Davenport hits that double stomp that looked so good last week to the upper back of people and kind of driving them into the ground. I thought Nikita did a good job. She kind of sold it as like it was buckling her knee that she'd just come back with. So I thought right. that made sense. Then there's a lengthy, boring submission in the middle by Davenport. I don't know if Lyons is in ring shape yet coming off. And then that's not a criticism. That's just a fact. I don't you know come how off great a, her ring shape is anyway. You come off a major injury, right? Um, Nikita... Uh, botches a suplex and Davenport lands on her head. I thought it looked a little scary, but then a German from Lions chop block, chop block, finishing knee strike. I think I said last year, last week, sorry, I assumed Davenport was losing this, right? Because like, yeah, Nikita Lions is back. They're hyping her up, blah blah blah. So Get her she, on the winning side. So Lions lost clean after five minutes, and Surprising. and I so I don't think Lions is very good. I do think Davenport is pretty good. Uh, but I don't think Davenport's good enough to carry this. Uh, it's about what I expected, right? I think Nikita Lyons needs more polish. Uh, the crowd seems to like her. It's just a lot of kick, 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 and some of them don't look so great. Yeah, I don't think her kicks are great. Yeah, and some of the like that suplex, just because she's strong enough to do things doesn't mean she should, right? Yeah, so, for sure. Um, I was pleasantly surprised Davenport won here and clean and pretty quickly. I wonder if it's part of a larger story for Lyons because it seems weird. They've done I all this. So. You're coming gonna... back and you're the one that attacked me and I'm getting revenge for you taking me out and then you beat me clean in five minutes. Yeah, so they're probably going to keep going. Going somewhere else. Trick and Mello are backstage again in this story that's at a snail's pace, but I like this segment this week. Mello tells Trick he has good news. Trick isn't even sure he wants to hear it because um, Mello might say something and do and and then behave totally differently. Like I he said, in a cell match like he said, he wasn't going to come down last week and then he did and sort of mess things up for Trick a little bit, even though he still won. So Melo says he only came out last week because he heard about a former NXT champion coming out. So I don't understand. Remember how I said, like, Melo's involvement last week was, like, indefensible? Like, he clearly came out as Trick setting up for his uh, finishing knee strike for no apparent reason and stood on the apron and, like, distracted him. So this is their attempt or his attempt. And maybe it's intentional because he's supposed to have 
like a flimsy excuse because right. he's a heel, right? But I just didn't get. He said, "Oh, Shawn Michaels said an NXT champion was coming out." So he waited till the mid match. Or is he saying he's the former champion to make Shawn Michaels' prophecy come true? Like, I, you know what I mean? I don't. Oh know. yeah, because Waller's not a former champion. Neither is Theory. So, um, wait. That's weird. Trips Trick sort of accepts this, I guess, and Mello says he doesn't know how long Ilya will be out. And have you heard anything? Like, I haven't heard storyline or otherwise as to what's going on with Dragunov. No, I have since no the idea. Ridge Hall. I haven't thing. seen anything. Um, I assume it's. I'm pretty sure it's storyline, but like, I don't. I don't know what they're. Doing. So, anyways, Mello's like, since we don't know when Ilya's back, I managed to get us the last spot in the Dusty Classic. Trick's kind of like, eh, I don't know. I should probably stay dialed in on Ilya and focus on that. And Mello says like. Basically, I'll, it's I liked it because Melo's kind of like, well, I'll then be the, what do they call it? Grand Slam champion of NXT, and you'll have like two of the three or whatever, right? So kind of a slight... Two title trick. Yeah, exactly. And so Trick likes the sound of that, and they agree to it. So Trick looks a little bit dumb here because the explanation Melo offered is really hard to believe if you're looking at this realistically. Yeah, but I also think with Melo, like... Even giving it the two title trick moniker is a good way to sell it. Because appeal then, to his ego, right? Yeah. Because this and then is like, what tricks like. It's like, sure, I only get the tech titles, but now I'm Grand Slam. So that's it's like, what I kind of like that to him too. too, right? It's so. like, I'll be like super great and you'll be like a notch below that. Yeah. Is what he's yeah, subtly exactly. saying, right? Uh, so I do like that Mello is also trying to distract Trick and like spread him thin ahead of Dragonoff yeah, coming back, I, I right? I like that. Because um, they'll compete in a whopping three matches. But Trick was a little easily manipulated here, so they oh, got to watch that. I don't want a dumb baby face Trick because to this point he hasn't been dumb, which I like. Dusty Cup action. I don't remember. You did watch some NXT. I don't know if this was it yet. It was Corbin and Breaker taking on Gallus, which was Mark Coffey and Wolfgang, obviously. So Braun is wearing his Steiner Math singlet again that I think he's worn before. Yeah, I thought that was weird because that's one of his baby face singlets. So I thought he looked weird with like the heel beard and then right. I just like I did notice that too. I was like, he hasn't worn that since his baby face beard. They also made a figure of that they did um i just think i thought it was a weird choice braun caught wolfgang out of midair which was pretty impressive and slams him hard gallus then isolating control corbin for a while all four in trading big moves uh including a deep six to mark coffee nice death valley dri death valley driver by corbin um corbin ends up punching the ring post to give gallus control again all just to set up a braun hot tag where he dominates and he does like the german suplex fall away slam to both of gallus Sets up his spear. Corbin makes a blind tag. They briefly argue, and you think, oh, the dissension's going to cost them the match. But nope. Spear for one Gallus, end of days for the other, and it's over after about 11 spear minutes. Spear for one Gallus. <laughs> That's as specific as I get in my notes for NXT. Beautiful. Um, the match itself was fine. Like, nothing wrong with it. Again, this there, there's nothing really bad about this show, but nothing that I'm like, you should go watch it either. And again... Personal feeling, I don't love singles super teams beating established successful teams. That happens again on this show. This one's more egregious because Gallus has actually been presented strong and been and they champions. Were champions for a while, yeah. And so I get it. Fraser got... and Axiom, I think it's fine. Also because they're like a perfect team. Right. So um, fine match, nothing special. So we get the f one of three segments here because everything comes in threes on NXT. It's Henley and Stratton on the ranch. So right, Fallon Henley beat Tiffany Stratton. So Tiffany Stratton has to become a ranch hand. And so Tiffany rolls in late. They're talking about she hasn't shown up yet in like, did you see it? The least appropriate outfit for working on a farm. Yeah, wasn't she wearing like something normal? And struggling to walk in her high heels, which I thought was stupid because she wears high heels all the time. 
Yeah, wouldn't that be like pretty normal? But anyways, she's in like a short skirt and like basically a bikini top with like a fuzzy little crop jacket or something over top. I don't know. But very reminiscent of the show that I'm glad I've forgotten the name of where Paris Hilton and her friend would do the same thing. And I think that's how it started was it was too like entitled rich people, like ultra rich, like part of the Hilton Hotel family basically going and going to and behaving like this. So anyways... Fallon Henley has clothes for Stratton to wear. Stratton refuses. Henley starts listing some of the chores they're going to be doing, and Stratton is obviously horrified, and it's to be continued, and I'll sort of talk about all the segments at the end. Uh, Lyra Valkyria is on the mic. She announces a 20-woman battle royale. Because they, they've done this like 17 times for the women, I swear to God. And then the final four will be competing in a fatal four-way to determine Lyra's opponent at oh, Vengeance okay. Day. At least that's different. The weird thing is, though, when you have a battle royal stop at four, it's going to be strange. I, uh, and I feel like they're going to overcompensate by commentary reminding us every five wait, seconds. Wait, is it like the four ways take place immediately? Because then it's fine. If it is, and I hope that's what it is, that's fine. And then yeah. we go, okay, stop. And then the winner of this. So it's weird when you wait. And then does that go to just a match, right? So it'll be now not over the top, but pinfall. I, I, whatever. Okay. That's been done sure. just like in a one-on-one. 20 women's going to be a stretch. There's going to be a lot of rookies in there. Maybe that's when you debut Renkowski. Could, could be. Uh, I don't think Lyra's the best on a live mic at this point, but that's something that's kind of like the last piece for her, I think, to add down here at NXT to keep working. Lola wasn't great either here. I think it was a little too much for her this time. Um, asked a bit too much of maybe each of them. Pretty standard wrestling fair tag match before a title match, right? Again, that trope we're revisiting. Mm -hmm. Metaphor earlier today, laughing while watching video of Jensen and his friends breaking up last week. Briggs walks up to them and Metaphor basically try to take credit for breaking up Briggs and his friends because it's like Briggs focusing on the Heritage Cup, right? A sort of... Oh, wait, he's going to go for the cup again. uh, I think so, yes. Why would you... Oh, I swear to God, if he beats Dar, because remember they did the same thing with Uh, Mark Mark Coffey and then he won. So Briggs denies that metaphor are responsible he wants a rematch for the heritage cup as you're sort of predicting there and we end up with a briggs mensa match being made here instead and i this was a not very amusing metaphor segment like fine they're good performer dar is an awesome performer but it was pretty straightforward so even like mid um metaphor which is almost never the case then we get interaction between two very important people it's luca crucifino and ava backstage so Luca lost in the first round of the breakout. I don't even remember to who. Oh, um, I, I, feel, I think it was Tavion. Uh, that was going to be my guess. I'm pretty sure it was but Tavion. It's, maybe it's just because he's the most memorable guy to me of the new ones. Um, he has photo evidence of his foot being under the ropes during the pinfall, so it shouldn't have counted. Uh, Ava will pass the concerns along to, I assume, Shawn Michaels or whatever. And then Dragon Lee comes up and says his visa issues are done and he's back ready to perform. Then Lexus King walks up and he wants to accept the open challenge. And I I did like the touch of he has a contract there and ready, right, before anybody else can get to it. So that will be the main event tonight. Um, Lexus King as presented, right, because he hasn't really been winning, even as a new guy. Yeah, he lost the tournament. And so he's not a main eventer to me at this point, even on, on an episode of NXT. And I hope Ava gets better at her role. She and King are two of my least favorite performers right now, so I could have done without more bang for your buck. Right this there. segment, exactly, but gets them all out of the way in one segment. That's as the, long as they don't reappear. That's the silver lining. Well, but we actually, get a we get a King match. Yeah, so guaranteed. So I we guess get back. I guess not completely. No, 
Uh, Oro Mensa with Noam Dar, Legend, and Jakara Jackson. Good thing I wrote her first name down because I always forget it. Taking on Josh Briggs. Of course, Josh Briggs win clean with his big old clothesline after avoiding a little bit more involvement from Dar. Four-minute enhancement match, so not a lot of notes. Shenanigans gave Mensa like one brief flurry and then otherwise just like a dominant as Briggs is building for a babyface singles run or whatever his momentum. And so uh, this is where my first notice of this. So much of this show is neither good nor bad, dot, dot, dot. It's a really helpful one we're trying to focus on. Good, good or, or bad. bad. Yeah. <laughs> That's the whole point of this segment is it's either it's good or bad. Double screwing. Stratton's back on the ranch for the second segment. Uh, she's doing her chores. Chores, sorry. She's disgusted. Um, I guess it's actually the first chore. She thinks she's done and she's out of here, but it's just the first thing. Now she has to wash a horse. So they show her like washing the leg of the short horse and that's it. She thinks she's done. It's but, like she's supposed to be there for a whole day. So it's yes. Like... And she keeps thinking she's done after one thing. Yeah. But maybe that's like she thinks like they're so stupid. It takes them all day to do one thing. That would have been kind of maybe. a funny way to go. Uh, but now she has to clean the horse's stall because they got to put a clean horse in a clean stall. And uh, Henley has a special pink rake for stratton to use uh to be continued again and already at this point i probably i mean i could easily be wrong but it feels like they're building up to the unlikely team or friendship to me because it feels like stratton's starting to earn the respect of fallon henley the fact that i don't she's completing the stuff she's doing it doesn't feel like she did here it feels like that could go Uh, that way i don't think it's really there yet and also, that would suck because they did this last year with uh, Henley already. Like, Henley's already done this kind of thing with Keanu James. And the you're right. And in the final segment of the trio, there's a little bit of a more indication of what I'm saying that we'll get to. Then we get um, a tag team match for the, actually the tag team championships. It's the family, Tony D'Angelo, uh, Channing Stax Lorenzo, and now Adriana Rizzo, the newest caricature in this little trio. Caricature, nice. Uh, facing out the mud with Lucian Price. Bronco Nima and Scripps with them, of course, adding nothing as he does. I'll talk about that as well. As I feel like maybe they know he adds nothing, but we'll get there. What would you say he does here? What would you say you do here? Uh, Tony and Stax hit the bada bing, bada boom slam for a two count because Bronco Nima tackles Stax into the pile to break up the pin. Scripps tries to get involved, but Rizzo shoves him off the top. Stax hits a dive onto Nima onto the floor. Tony D hits a Fisherman's Buster on Price for the pinfall after about 12 minutes. To be honest, I thought this was solid, and I think Out the Mud can do just enough to have a decent TV match right now. Um, they might be a useful team going forward. I don't see what Scripps adds at this point at all. Like, no, I, I get think, it. You don't want these guys to really speak for themselves. I think having a third's good, but I don't think he's the third that you want. No, I don't think so either. Um, and they're going to add another member later on this show. So maybe they kind of get that point too. And just as a side note, the family as baby faces does not work to for me at all. The, this family doesn't really work for me, even though I like some. It's like... You know when they say the whole is greater than the sum of its parts? I feel like this is the case where the sum of the parts, like if you separate them, I think Stax is pretty cool. Tony D with a different gimmick. I actually, some of his in-ring stuff is fine, but like when you put them together and give them this it's character, not really it's hitting, stupid. Yeah. And they're now like organized crime mobsters who are baby faces. Little disconnect. Yeah, if they're heels, I feel like at least that part tracks a little. You know? Yes, a little bit better at least. Um... Then we get good old Anonymous filming again, and this time it's JC Jane with Thea Hale and a bunch of Chase U students, but only women. And I kind of, your theory was interesting on this. I'll give you a second here for that. Uh, so you were watching here. JC Jane says that she has an idea to save the university 
but she needs to tell them what to do. Um, and they have to kind of just agree with her and do what she tells them to do. And I like, I don't know who these other students are. You recognize one of them. Yeah, and then your prediction saying, was what? I don't remember. What did I say? You said like one of those like firefighter calendars or whatever, like the oh. women of Chase U. Oh, I thought I said that as a joke because I thought it would be, be a funny thing. But like, or, yeah. So what would like the 2024 version be of that? The, I don't know. Like well, a, the a funny thing Chase is, U OnlyFans or something? Like, yeah. Yeah, right. I mean, if we're being real, yes, it would be that. But like with the calendar thing, I feel like the like or an OnlyFans thing, whatever, anything along those lines is because NXT is clearly for kind of for kids right now. Yes. They can't go all the way with that kind of idea because like if it was agitator then you could like you know what i mean that but it, that I, idea would but work. i think you're on the track because it's this idea that jc jane's like the bad girl and like so, thea hails the super innocent it's got to be something like that like i or, think it'll so. be some really tame whatever version of what i was I'm just saying. gonna say whatever the diluted the safest like, version of what right. we're doing we're, think, we're right. saying right like whatever i agree the, the safest way to do that is they'll probably find a way. I think so. Yeah, that's fair. Then we get Kelly Kincaid. She's talking to Obi Femi. Oba Femi, sorry. Ask him, what's what's the name for the Oba Femi followers? Oba Feminist. Oba Feminist, which I kind of like. <laughs> it is, um, that is pretty funny. I don't love him, but that's funny. She asks when he plans to use his breakout tournament um, cash in for a title match. Femi says that's how it works now. Every superstar will crumble at his feet. He could cash in at stand and deliver or and then he's sort of interrupted as Alexis King comes in. Alexis says that if it wasn't for Trey Bayerhill, he would have made it to the finals against Femi. He says Oba Femi is a future NXT champion. I like that he did that. Yeah. I was like, he's like, you're a future NXT. Like, he's selling him on that kind of. So I like that. Kind of like, don't worry about the North American because that's me. It's kind of funny because it's like. If it was downselling him, like if like let's say King has an NXT title match tonight, mm-hmm. and he's downselling him, then it's like more like. But now, but it, it's kind of makes more sense because King's going for a belt that he feels he could actually get. So it's like, and I think he's, he's like sending Femi to a, a, a better title in theory. And my interpretation is it's a slight. He's kind of like you go for the like you're not gonna get it, but go stay out of my lane, like yeah. my lane, and I don't want to face you because I'm a slimy heel who doesn't really win. Yeah. So like. I want you to go exactly. for a different yeah, prize exactly. than I'm going for. Exactly. Which I get. Um, I kind of like that. So then it, it, at the end of it, Femi's kind of like, oh, you're def- you're f- wrestling for that ma- title tonight? And then he goes, yeah. And you can see Femi kind of looks at his contract thinking like there might be an opportunity. Kind of teasing he might cash in tonight, right? I actually think Femi sounds pretty good. And I find his style is really distinct. I don't know if it's heel or baby face it's just this confident whatever they can probably go either direction but i kind of like his delivery because it's not uh it's different and king still fails to connect but if that's why he said what he said then that's kind of interesting to me right Mm -hmm. so i hope because i'd rather like the guy than not like him but so far i haven't liked him gallus backstage i'm sure because everything's backstage is upset about their loss earlier ridge holland walks by joe coffee with his his crazy hair that he's got his? like plastered down his face. Yeah, I, I, it's weird when he's not in a match. Yeah, I, like when he had like the done kind of ponytail, where it's like shaved on the sides, but he's got like the long hair and tied up like the indie the clear. indie wrestler cut. I call it. Yeah, the shaved sides and long top. Um, Coffee sort of mocks Ridge's interview last week, where Holland said, uh, and then Holland's like, "I'm not scared of you or Gallus." Joe says he should stay. He should have stayed a brawling brute because now he's in NXT. He doesn't know how long Ridge will survive. They leave. Ridge says, I'll be seeing ya. Never so, bring up the brawling brutes ever again. A decent little interaction. It's establishing Ridge as a baby face, provides him people to beat, right? I assume as he's trying to like gain momentum in NXT. And I think Ridge has sounded pretty good. He's um, over delivered. I just assumed he was going to be rough on the mic, but he sounds he, okay. He's all right. Yeah. 
Uh, you saw this. It's Cora Jade versus Gigi Dolan, two of our favorite in ring. This uh, is this is uh, Danielson Sabre, right? Part two, basically. Um, yeah. The only thing I think Cora Jade does that looks okay is that like CM Punk step up high knee looks pretty good. Huh, ironic. Um, basement front drop, front drop to kick to Cora against the bottom rope. Crucifix bomb. Cora escapes by sort of grabbing the ref, right? At that point. And then Cora's finisher is... A weak double underhook DDT. She does it really bad. And I don't know if Dolan doesn't take it well either, but it wasn't I don't, I don't think she did, but I don't think that's the only issue. With no. Four-minute match. My analysis, two average performers having an average match. Pretty much what I expected. I don't see much in either of them, but we'll continue to have Cora Jade ram down our throats 100%. Yeah. I, and Dolan was treated like enhancement talent here, which it's fairly... Also, her entrance in the whole thing does not scream babyface to me. No, it does not. I do think Jade's heel, manneris- heel mannerisms are a little bit better. Like, she's doing it a little more subtle. Kind of more like, I'm not actively trying to make you hate me. I don't really care if you like me. That I much prefer. Yeah. She's just like, whatever. Like, I don't care. Yeah, that works a little bit. I prefer sure. that. So, out the mud or in the parking lot. Uh, they're not super happy about losing their match and tell scripts they need to run it back against the family. Jada Parker, should I know her? Uh, I saw that she's wrestled before. She might have been in the breakout. She's like, oh, it's Miss Parker. And I'm like, oh, okay. She might have been in the breakout, I think. Sure. Uh, you saw this. She says OTM are better than what they showed in that match. So first things first, who's got Riz? That Boomer oh. Boomer me doesn't know what that means. Like, you got game? Okay, fair enough. Thank you. I thought um, so, but... It's just like the fact that they use that. You cringed pretty hard. That makes me sad for them that they're bringing that. Like, that's like, I remember seeing this video, like, weather people. It was from like years ago, but like, they're using all these terms and it's like talking like a kid. It's somehow supposed to make you more appealing. Like, hey, hey, fellow kids. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. She says they need to apply pressure and they need her to do that. Scripps says What's they can talk do? business like, and f- they walk fight away. Fight the other one? Right. Fight Rizzo? Right. So I'm hoping this is like, maybe she's more I'm interesting than Scripps. I'm hoping she's saying who got Riz, like, who's going to take care of her. I don't know. Like, Could I be. hope they're not talking about Riz like that, because otherwise that, that makes me sad for them. <laughs> I don't understand it, but okay. Dusty Rhodes tag classic match again. We've got Axiom and Nathan Frazier, kind of like the Power Rangers sort of deal, going up against, <laughs> A little bit. Going up against Hank and Tank. Um, so long story short, like Hank and Tank, they hit a cut, like pop up a couple tag team, double team moves that look pretty good. Um, I actually, I think there's a spot for them to kind of, they have this weird little charisma of like, we're the baby faces, just happy to get experience and get matches and stuff. And we don't have huge expectations. Anyways, Fraser hits a Phoenix splash that was really far away like it was probably the furthest i've seen his, he the only way got it he didn't get all of it but he got most the way of it. he flips and twists is really interesting to watch because like he's so fast and it's like kind of jagged but it's also kind of and his running the ropes him and braun like they're the two and it's crazy because braun's like 100 pounds heavier than him and he's crazy fraser's fast. dangerously fast so axiom and fraser are really fun to watch so this was only four minutes but like there was a really nice contrast of styles here and i think it went about as well as you could hope this would go mm-hmm. um but again you've got singles wrestlers beating a somewhat established not really but a barely established team uh, but it makes sense because hank and tank their whole thing is like they're rookies they're trying to get on the same just throwing too, right? together so, right yeah, and yeah. i think that you know they did a few things that looked pretty good here so i i did four minutes what can you say but i thought it was okay 
Final installment of Tiffany Stratton on the ranch. She is complaining as she mucks out the stall and says she's just going to erase it all from her memory. So Fallon and a bunch of ranch hands. Not Josh Briggs. Not Briggs. Um, they're the baby faces as they stand and laugh at this girl. They basically don't offer her any help. Nice work, baby faces. I guess it's stand not deserved laugh. for her to get help. No, like, she, it's I not. guess there's that, but this I get is what, what she gets too. for losing yeah. the match. Um, so the the guy, not Briggs, says that she isn't doing really bad. And Fallon even says here she might be a nice addition. So that's what I'm thinking. Like, oh, really? I, and no, based on her. what we saw, she wouldn't. Other than like, I guess she perseveres and she's physically strong enough to do farm work. That's, I guess. I guess. That, that, those are your only like, required requirements. <laughs> Fallon asks how it feels to do some real work. And Stratton says that it wasn't work. It was hell and the worst day of her life because she knew she knows what it's like to, to be Henley. And then she's like, I actually pity you because you enjoy this crap, literally, which I nice, thought uh, was pretty funny. Around, yeah. And then we get the big final payoff where she's leaving. Oh, I thought this looked so dumb. In her, it was awful. Her inappropriate shoes steps on a pile of horse crap and then falls into like a tub of war- of like clean water. Yeah, I was like, wouldn't so that be good So that's the final embarrassment. Yeah. She's all filthy and dirty from a day of farm work and falls into like, for being in the middle of a of a stable, it's a remarkably clean tub of water she falls in, right? And she like overreacts to like yes. big time. And so that's the final embarrassment. Um, They were nothing more than amusing. They kind of under-delivered, like considering you, this was supposed to be a huge fish out of water and this was like built to and you gave it three segments. Uh, Stratton's fine with her over-the-top reactions and things. And um, I think if the point was Henley is coming out of this a little impressed with Stratton's perseverance and whatnot, I think Henley did convey that, but I don't know if that's what they were going for. If they did, good for her. Yeah. Um, so I think her newfound respect for Stratton is going somewhere. I don't really know, but I feel like they they didn't accomplish a ton in these segments to me. Anyways, we then get an offhand blade. Did you see this part there? excited to start the dusty classic next I week i did not Inafe says everyone's talking about trick and mellow and that's cool but they're gonna beat trick and mellow next week mm, don't think so but who I knows don't think so. idris says they'll win next week and turn things around and brinley who i don't know i think she might have been in the breakout she kind of I, I love the fact that we don't know i thought at first it was thea hale looking a little bit different but so she walks in and tries like you guys need to stretch and blah, blah, blah. And if you stay active, you'll get six packs. And they both like, and that as soon as she said that, I'm like, you know, you just said that to like two of the most ripped guys on this roster. Like Idris Anafe, I think has like a 12 pack. Especially Anafe. And Blades is kind of just like. So they so lift skinny, up their shirts yeah. and go, we already have them. I, I don't know who this is. And I kind of like Blade and Anafe. They're stuck as mid carters. Either but. a breakout person or the name kind of sounds like one of the N- NIL people we listed off. So is she going for this like motivational personal trainer, Simon Dean? So I was going to say Simon Dean. I don't know. We'll see where that goes. Um, then we get the main event, which is the NXT North American Championship. It's Dragon Lee taking on open challenger Lexus King. Um, no details here. Lee wins with a super kick and the Destino. Operation after- Dragon. Sir- I refuse. After about nine minutes, a uh, solid match. Didn't feel like a hot main event by any means. King's a little better than basic. Still not super impressive. Maybe not bothering me as much as he did when he started. And the match was honestly just to set up what follows, which is Oba Femi walks down to the ring, cashes in his breakout contract. Question, why did he bring his own ref? There's a ref in the ring. 
I, I, I was like, what? interesting. Just to be safe. I guess. I don't, I don't know. know. So basically, Dragon Lee gets in one little flurry, super kick, uh, super kick and a tornado DDT, I think. But Femi ends up hitting his like, it's almost like a last rights. He lifts them up extra high power bomb. Pop up power bomb kind of, yeah. Last rights? Last ride, sorry. Last rights is the TNA man. Right. <laughs> Weird. And so we have a new champion. Oba Femi wins in just over a minute. I guess this is sending Dragon Lee back. At, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not sure how I feel, but you're getting the title off of a main roster talent that only got it because they had to call an audible because of injury, right? Wesley. Right, Wesley being done. Oh, yeah, I forgot about him already. Um, and now you have precedent. I think part of their thing is they want precedent of, like, look, people cash in this contract and are successful. Mellow did it, right? And so win titles. Did, yeah. So it's more of that, right? I don't know if Femi's ready for this. I think... In the small doses we're getting him, he's okay. But this now, is now he's a champion, and this is sort of the workhorse title. Yeah, this is the workhorse open challenge kind of title, right? And that's not some where I see him right now. But I guess we'll find out because clearly they are high on him. Um, and at least something like noteworthy and unexpected happened at the end of the show. I know you were waiting for me to watch it because I imagine this is what you were. Yeah, it's waiting for me great. to see. Um, so I don't know. It was. A pretty mediocre show, but that was the biggest thing coming out of it is Oba Femi is your North American champion, right? Yeah. Uh, okay, so on to some random stuff we watched this week. And this is what this segment when I when I had this brainchild, this is what it was about. Like you saying like, I went back and watched this or I watched two matches off oh, Rampage. I've watched this random things a few times. I just So you were finishing some schoolwork and we were just putting on stuff in the background as we do. Uh, so we went Cole Gargano, two out of three falls from NXT New York. My God. Perfect. And just an amazing, super hot crowd, amazing near falls down the stretch. If you're one of those people that's like, oh, they kick out of a million things, this isn't the match for you. No, but some of the falls are so good. I think the way he like rolled him in the last shot for the first fall that Cole got was really nice. And then Cole tapping out fast for the second fall made sense. And then there's my favorite near fall was probably the one where Gargano takes out the Undisputed Era on the outside and mm -hmm. he runs in, eats a nasty super kick. Some of the super kicks in Looked this match awesome. from Cole are nasty. He takes super kick to the face, super kick to the back of the head, last shot, and he still kicks out. Yep. And the crowd, crowd was like, super crowd's into crowd's like quiet at the beginning and they, it really like builds up, you know? Great match. So we, we checked that out. That's awesome. I also watched the second match of theirs at school. So mm -hmm. that was your choice and then I went, fine, now it's my turn. And uh, I'm interested in your thoughts, thoughts on this. We watched Hell of War from Ultima Lucha 3 where Dante Fox, aka AR Fox, took on Killshot, aka Swerve, in what was like a half hour of madness, right? So, what were some of the uh, high like spots? A, a speed run, a speed run, uh, three stages of hell, basically. It was like it's half an hour, and they start out like what four fifty on. It's a one ladder. of those matches. Like I would choose this for a non wrestling yeah. fan because there's no like holds encounters. It's just like let's get crazy right 450 away. Four fifty on a ladder. There was the ending of the first fall was first blood. So um, Swerve went through glass and like bleeding legit yeah. bleeding from his back second one was just no dq and what was it um fox went through a barbed wire board at the same end. thing his back crazy. you can watch the bleed the blood like seeping yeah. out of then him the it was last, disgusting. and like some of the kicks from swerver insane we got like a avalanche uh spanish fly onto a gurney right the third phase yeah is you have stretcher, to, yeah it's like an ambulance match basically yeah and then there's like a swerve stomp on the stretcher um 
then the finish was like Fox went fell off a ledge through like a big thing of glass. And because Dario Cueto, who's like running Lucha Underground, his whole gimmick was he just loves violence. So he like sets up the, which is kind of cool, right? Because then because then they don't have to like, like, why is this stupid structure here for him to he, fall through? Because Cueto wants you to. He yeah. wants like uh, he's so, depraved. Like, yeah. This is probably like if Swerve hadn't done the match with Hangman. This is a lot. This, this would be the craziest thing. I think that other match arguably tops this. It does, I think. But this was still like considering this is t- ten years ago, an overload on your senses. And remember, I didn't know who either of these guys were at this time. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh my, th- it's a crazy match. People should check it out. It's about half an hour, and it is fantastic. It is. We crazy. also went back to Wrestle Kingdom and checked out Danielson Okada because oh, yeah, we I heard watched that. so. I mean, we're going to maybe unpopular. Excellent match. I don't want to say it's not. I think it's, it's really good, but I didn't don't think the they hype. live up to the hype. I, just I love Danielson in this. I didn't think Okada was anything. I don't. Like, I love because you know me. Okada's really strong, but I honestly don't think there's ever been a match where I've been, like, overly high on Okada. And Danielson, Danielson limb targeting is, like, my favorite. Yeah. So there was a and lot of that's that. that's bearing in mind that I never really watched the Okada Omega matches. I remember seeing them because I think you watched them and that's when I was like yeah, in my they're wrestling infancy, which I think we're approaching eight years. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. So I don't love but every like, Okada yeah. match, but I do like some. Yeah, no, this is good. I like that like he was targeting the arms that like it came into play with the Rainmaker at right. least. And then obviously Okada got his win back, which makes sense. Which we expected. Yeah. So uh, don't get me wrong, excellent match, but people were talking about it like it's an early match of the year contender. That would be a light year if that one match of the year in my opinion yeah agreed right? and so, i think i just pure enjoyment maybe not match quality but i enjoyed to catch the derby more mm-hmm. for sure and yeah it's me like, too and especially thing on this show where we literally this is the only match we watch on the show yes it also doesn't have the cover of like it got outshone by omega Oscar. right that's not here this time nope we just so that's all we watched like, so like yeah they have really good matches together but honestly i think people are expecting like honestly something on the caliber of omega Osprey. i just not. don't think we've gotten that either nope. time and maybe it's just like the chemistry's not there to that degree saber danielson was way closer to that way better than absolutely i think just I think. like the chemistry they obviously have some because they're two of the best in the like, world this is like four and a half stars or whatever four yeah something like that i just know? don't think they meet expectations which might partially just be on the ridiculously high expectations sure. but for whatever reason it's just it's not quite there but it's, it's still really good it i was. don't want to make it sound like it's no and that's so i hate like saying like but it was excellent but yeah. it wasn't it's hard to respectfully crap it's not on a modi candidate for me yeah no it, i wouldn't even put it on my list i it's not like standout enough to be on my list because like the Darby Takesh thing and like stands out as a TV Correct. match. You know what I mean? It's and like, we were like multiple times visceral reactions and like yeah out loud. This yeah, so it's just it's lacking a little something to me for sure. Then I sought out uh, Queen Aminata, so shout out to her because I really wanted to check her out again. So she took on Sheeta on Rampage. Yeah, we watched that. And I thought Aminata looked good again. She's like yep. snap suplex on the floor. She did like, like uh, kicking each other her kicks look good the hip attack and then a running boot in the corner look good she's just aggressive and i love being impressed by someone i've never heard of before right um she seems to have like a physical style and looks pretty polished to be honest so i'm becoming a pretty good fan and i like Sheeta too but now here's the thing yeah you gotta flesh out her character agree Right, and it—you have some place to go. She's Queen Aminata, so where, yeah, where do we want to go? We just need to that? know what that means and what that entails. And if she looks to have signed, then right, you could probably do that. And I, I, I like Sheeta, but I was there to watch Aminata for sure. Yeah. Uh, then because it was there uh, on our way to looking for the match we were really looking for, 
Because I thought Zack Knight looked good in the first match I watched. I told you the brother of Soraya. So we watched John Cruz, which is uh, unmasked Serpentico, Sir- right. who I think was also wrestling on the show. So he might have pulled double duty. I think he did. I think Knight looked good here again, right? Like he's kind of seems like he can wrestle some any of style. Was fine, and some of it just was nice and crisp. Though. And he's like he can submission. He's a pretty. Str- they put him over as like he's freaking Lance Archer, which I don't understand. He is. He's a bigger guy a little but he's too not competitive huge. with mr serpentico there but. but i think knight's better than soraya you probably agree after one match yeah i think he's cool kind of um and i don't really want to like him necessarily but but the thing on roh we went for was to see kyle fletcher defending against angelico angelico it's not hard to say oh angelico. they said angelico like it's every nail, time it's like nails it, on a chalkboard i was to me. like I was reacting as much as like I would at it with the Darby Allen match. Like yeah. instead of reacting to moves, though, I'm just like every time I'm like an elbow, I'm just like, come on. I know. Like it really bothered me. He, honestly, it like not ruined, but like it, it quote unquote ruined the match for me just because it's like <laughs> it's like the people listening to this whenever I say Sabre for <laughs> which if you're not an Office fan, it's because it's a reference to that. Yeah. But they're like, it's Saber, say it right. Yeah, it's just, it was bothersome. But other than that, I really liked it, though, because I love Fletcher and I love Angelico. They need to unleash Angelico. I was telling you, like, his style is so unique and the submissions and stuff he can do. Yeah, I would put him with Tom Callis. Um, I'd put him in there. I don't know. He He's kind of... I don't care. His That's entrance the only and stuff don't could, fit with But, like... Because he's kind of silly. Yeah, I feel but, like his gimmick is kind of like... I don't know what else you could do with him. His gimmick is kind of like he's the ultra-talented dude that just doesn't take it super seriously or something. I don't know, but he's I cool. I don't know. There needs to be a way for them to push him because I would love to give him a title. And Kyle Fletcher is packing on the muscle. My goodness. Um, I thought the match was Which is was good, fun. though, because he used to be like really lanky. So now yeah. he's like kind of filling out, as they say. So I thought the match was fun. Like yeah. We went and checked it out. So and, I really like both their uh, movesets, so to speak. So Yeah, and then the only other thing we saw that we were both entertained was Dalton Castle keeps cheese in his gear <laughs> right so he's doing this thing where he hasn't slept since the pay-per-view when he got cost the the match that fletcher won right and so he was talking to was that lexi nair yeah mrs big bill and he's just really entertaining right and i was telling you like i get mad because a lot of characters in nxt especially don't behave like human beings do and you could say well now you like dalton castle and he but like He's a comedy character and he's built this and this he's this super weird quirky dude and this is he's what he's like been. A flamboyant, right? It's not like he's just behaving like a normal person. I'm like this is how 12-year-olds act. He's a weird weird character. So I enjoy him really a lot and he's good in the ring. So yeah. no, I would like him though. He kept pulling out like the slices of fake cheese out of his jumpsuit then, like like Biggie with the pancakes. Yeah, and he gives the last one to Lexi Nair and she the last thing she says is it's warm, which I thought was kind of funny. So Yeah, he, nice comedic timing on her. He's just really entertaining guy. Um Yeah, I like seeing him in little doses. Me too. I enjoy it. I would like to see some more of him. I wouldn't mind for sure. Now when ROH made him their champion, I was a little bit like maybe that's a bit too far, but I get it. You're a small company and he's I honestly cool. think now they could though, now that he's like kind of better. Yeah. And also because ROH isn't that big, so it's like he would fit and yeah. in the top right now obviously now it's in the continental crown so but they focus we'll so little on any goes. character stuff and that's yeah. he's part of his package right he's Which, cool. but they still they're still doing that here so that's true mo- what's help moment that's what helps <laughs> Words are stand hard. out yeah yeah uh all right well i guess that kind of wraps things up right that's all i watched this week i did yeah. i did watch a bit of smackdown just to check it out but nothing i would like note. i just i didn't like anything really other than just like in that Bloodline segment, Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman's a gem. Yeah, still. he was. He we was we always love Paul Lee, we so shout out to him. We do. Sure. 
But I think that's going to wrap up 182. And uh, so I'm going to try and check out some TNA uh, this weekend. So I'll have that Actual to talk TNA. about probably. I will hope their stage is something. And we'll be back for sure next Saturday for episode 183. Thanks for joining us, taking some time out of your week to listen to us ramble about wrestling. We really do appreciate it. We'll see you back here for episode 183. And until then, everybody, take care.